in five, four, three, two, one. Obi Trice, real name, no gimmicks. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a Wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute, I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. Yeah, I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your Huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it out. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. Welcome everybody, it is Tuesday, August 8th, this is the Mike Rutherford Show, coming to you from the University of Louisville College of Business Studios, the remote studios in Jeffersonville, Indiana. Business.louisville.edu is the website to go to to fulfill all your higher learning needs. If you want to take your accounting to a whole new level with UofL's Master in Accounting and Analytics, in-depth data analytics courses allow you to achieve a new mastery of accounting in this AACSB accredited program. It's just 11 months long. It creates uh, competitive internship opportunities and full access to the Becker CPA exam review to prepare you to graduate career-ready in just 12 months. Visit business.louisville.edu slash MSAA to learn more. We're on the air today from 3 until 6 here on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over the land. You know what better is the big X. It's Mike Rutherford here. Trevor Kelsey is here as well. Plenty to get to on a Tuesday, steamy Tuesday, here in Louisville, Kentucky, slash Jeffersonville, Indiana, as we continue to get more word out of UofL football practice. Some reports coming out. Madness going on in the world. Trevor mispronouncing words. It's all coming your way for the next three hours. We want to hear from you between now and then on the Thornton's text line. Text us at 502-414-1450 with all your thoughts, your questions, your comments, your concerns, your topic ideas, your whatever Text us there, and then uh, make sure you download that Refreshing Rewards app from Thornton. It's going to save you money at the pump when you need to fill up. It's going to save you money inside any one of the 75,622 area Thornton's locations. If you need a tasty treat, a little coffee in the morning, maybe a little donut, use your Refreshing Rewards app, save yourself some money, and then text us at 502-414-1450. TK, behind the glass, producing the hell out of the show as always. Trevor, how are you on this fine early August Tuesday afternoon? I dare you to find a word I mispronounced. I may not put it in the right spot, but I didn't mispronounce it. Book suppository? Hey! Episode? Let's start at the beginning. <laughs> did I say book right? You did. Did I say suppository right? You did. Okay! Did you say episode right? Let's work on one at a time, okay? okay? <laughs> How are you today, my friend? Other than the insults, I'm good. Not, a, not, not too bad, not too shabby yourself. Doing okay. You seem a little, you seem a little rough pulling up today. You, a long day or just it's just the heat outside getting yeah, to you? Yeah, kids got up too early. We had Ugh. meet the teacher morning for school. First day of school is tomorrow. Uh, yeah, you know, it was gonna be, we want them to be in good mood, so we're hoping for them to sleep as long as they possibly can. 
and I get like Mary comes wakes me up and she's like Virginia rolled over saw that it was me sleeping next door and just said oh and asked for you so <laughs> can you please go down there and so, this is like 6:30 in the morning and so I go down there Virginia never falls back asleep so oh. neither one of us get extra sleep John wakes up a little too early so we've got it, it's meet the teacher day tomorrow's the very first day of school and we're worried about John because John has never really – he's never been to school before. He's never been away from the parents except for, I guess, being with the family, right? He's had a couple overnights with, with babysitters. Okay. Um, and, and like my parents are Mary's parents, and yeah, he's, he's done a little bit of that, but never a situation like this where he just you – know, he doesn't know what's going on. You're, you're dropping him off with a room full of other kids and you know, grown-ups that he's met once before, and then you're just – you're walking away. Like he's, he's going to be unusual. So you've got you – know, these are all one, one-year-old kids. And a lot, some of them are, are running in, and they're they're going and they're playing with the toys immediately. John is he's not he's not like crying or freaking out or anything, but he's definitely hesitant. Like he's always very aware that like I'm in the room. He, he kind of knows where I am. He's sort of he's holding on to me a little bit. Every now and then he ventures away, plays with the trains a little bit. But he definitely is one of the the he's, more shy kids. He's on the train. Is he? he he's still in the truck phase, right? He's the, all on trucks and trains. Trucks all and trains. trucks and trains. Yeah, but we, my my brother. Uh, when we went over to their house a couple weeks ago, had like their, he's got three boys, and now they're all high school or college, and he had their old train set set up oh. for John to play with. And John, I've never seen him. He just like stayed focused on the trains the entire night. Like that's all he wanted to do was just play with the trains. So now, not to interrupt, but good because uh, you know I lose, I, I get distracted. I know Dad's got the the tiny town. Yes, but now, did you have train sets growing when you were a kid? I did. My parents, when we went over there for I, Mom's birthday on Saturday, I, I got fig- my old train set out. I figured with Glenn, with your yeah. dad, I, I kind of. I never had one. I always wanted one. Never had one. I said you had like the old Brillo tracks, like you you put them together yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I was big on that. In fact, when we moved houses, because we lived, I mean, you know the house we're talking about. Your mailman lives there now on, on Colonel Drive, like this. Oh yeah, yeah. We had four kids and two adults in this like two bedroom like house that's about <laughs> the size of, of where we are right now. And I remember when you know, as a kid though, it's when it's all you know. The, the prospect of moving houses, it's not something you want to entertain. Like, you know, this is my house. This is where I live. This is all, all I've ever known. And so when we were moving houses, I was apprehensive. I think I was like four or five years old. Understandable. And I remember my, my mom, the way that she sold it to me was, we need more room for your trains. And I was like, <laughs> well, hell yeah. All right, I'm in. Sold. Well done. You should have said that at the beginning. Good parenting. That, that's just good old-fashioned parenting yeah. right there. And I, I believed that till I was like eight. And I was like, I think we, I think we moved here for reasons outside of my – my need for more space for the train. You need, I need you to go to school more <laughs> tomorrow. I don't want to go to school. We need more room for your trains. Okay. Yeah, I, I wasn't going to let that play. I wasn't going to be good with that. But so, John, it was cool. Like, uh, actually, I know several of the parents in, in John who have kids in John's class. Former uh, Trinity basketball star Kyle, behind the back, Saxon, has a kid there. It was good to see him. Um, That's uh, Troy's brother, right? Yeah, well, the, the twins. Yeah. Kyle and Brett were a couple years younger than me at Trinity. I and remember them playing at St. Matthews, and I, I coached good. Troy for a year, I believe. Yeah, Troy was, I think he's like seven years younger than them. Troy's like the same age as uh, Quentin Snyder, I believe. Yeah, so it's about seven years yeah. younger than them. Because that was kind of a big deal. We had Troy and Quentin play at J-Town, and I kept always trying to get Scott to bring him to J- to St. Matthews. He's like, no, I like J-Town. But it was cool seeing people that you know I've, I have known for a long time who have kids in John's class. John did not warm up. to One of my best friends, his son, is going to be in John's class, which is cool. Uh, but John was just, he was, again, not crying, not freaking out or anything, but definitely very shy, very apprehensive. So tomorrow's going to be... A test. Virginia goes to her room and she's got. She discovers Disney princesses toys uh, immediately, and just the issue there is she's gonna. She's not gonna like. A couple of the other kids were like trying to see them, and she's like, "These are mine." I was like, "Oh boy!" Like this is 
these are not your toys. These are everybody's toys. We're going to have to share. And she's like, but I like them the most. I'm like, I think you probably do, <laughs> but that's not going – you can't keep the other kids from playing with these. So she was – she had a little bit of an attitude because she didn't sleep enough, but she was – she wanted me to see her room. She want, you know, she want, She didn't want to leave for a long time. So I think she'll be fine. But dropping off John tomorrow is going to be tough. I think poor Mary. Poor Mary, be, yeah, it's be like not like bad for you. Yeah, I mean, I, st- I will feel bad. Like I, I will be when I drop Virginia off. I mean, we started the show. I was a mess. I, I was a wreck because uh, I was very concerned about you know she, she was a COVID kid. Like she'd been around so few people. Yeah, it's true. And I was very. I mean, it helped that like all the other kids were COVID kids too. But you know, it's just your, your first born going and I, I, th- I do think it's easier when they're the the same sex just because I think you recognize more of yourself in them and I think you know I was a, a shy kid growing up but I you know I, I did it I got through school I was you, know, you could tough it up and I think you see your son and you're like you know he's got a lot of a lot of my DNA you know he's a, he's, he's a lot like me he'll be able to get through it and I think Mary probably had that same feeling with Virginia so I was definitely more like a mess when we took Virginia to school. I think Mary's going to be more of a mess with John tomorrow. And I'll be, you know, it'll be tough to leave him, but I think we're going to have to legitimately split ourselves up. Like I'm going to drop John off and Mary's going to take Virginia because I don't think John can handle it if, if like mommy drops, he'll be, he'll cry and he'll yell when I leave. But if mommy left, I think he would just be, just, think it'd be better for him to like do that though and get get through it at least and maybe. Uh, but the other thing is, I, I take the kids to school pretty much every morning anyway. So this the norm will be me dropping them off. Like it's Mary will do it occasionally if she can, but usually her work is you know she's she's doing got, stuff. Yeah. She's got calls right at nine, so she can't really. Uh, she rarely can take the kids. So, so your blog can wait. The blog can wait. Radio can wait. Everything else can wait. Well, radio waits anyway. Radio, yeah. radio waits a lot. Uh, but, yeah, usually I, yeah, I, I'm i the one who takes. And I, I, she'll, she picks up when she can, but if she's having a tough day, then I'm you know, I'm the one who's going to pick up. So it's – You're just Mr. Mom over there. A little bit, yeah. I mean – A little bit. You see a lot of the dads there, though. A lot of the dads dropping and picking up. It's it, You know, you got to gotta pull your weight these days. When, especially when so many people are working remotely. It makes it a little bit easier to be able to take kids to and from. But, uh, yeah, so I, I think that he'll – maybe it'll work just for me to be the one who – but, like, we're both going to go, so I don't know how we're going to work the split up. Like, Mary may have to take Virginia, like, a totally different direction. I don't know. But uh, school's starting tomorrow. I know JCPS is starting tomorrow, so most people uh, listening who have kids – Which means I need to pay attention. starting tomorrow. Yeah, I, yeah so <laughs> hard for you with the <laughs> – No, I mean, I live, I live a football field away from a, from a school. It's – Traffic is a nightmare getting out, especially right. at this time. I mean, when I normally leave around two, you know, two twenty-five, two thirty, it's you know I can get you know other than having to deal with the morons who don't know how to you know properly move over lanes when people are trying to merge in. Uh, you know, it's not it's pretty easy peasy. School day, oh, man, oh, life changing. You have to leave like ten minutes. My, early. my old nemesis over there, the, the 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 woman who I both love and hate, controlling traffic. Stop me! I told you the story about her last year. I both respect her and hate her with with the equal amount of passions. Letting people stopping me for five minutes while I wait on one person to drive up the road and leave. Doing her job. Uh, job is to make my life miserable. Well, I don't know what to say about that. She join all the rest of the women in my life. <laughs> but best of luck to all the. To I, me, thank I you. I don't know how the not to you. Yeah, <laughs> your concerns are the least important of anybody that we're talking about here. I'm glad to see you're empathetic. The JCPS <laughs> schedule, like I, I don't know how how parents are doing this because you know JCPS is doing this thing now where some schools are starting at like 7:45, others are starting at like 9:30. Like it's a it's a total cluster. Uh, I don't know how that's working, but. 
Godspeed to parents who have kids, like one kid at an elementary school and one kid at a junior uh, junior high school that are like starting at different times. I don't know how the hell that's going to work. Don't you put one of them on a bus? I mean, I, I'm assuming that it's all because of the bus structure. It's all because they want to have enough buses for every school. But that's still, I mean, just picking up and sports and all that, it, 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 that seems like a, a, a big mess. But uh, best of luck to all the parents getting their kids ready to go back tomorrow. We, we have that weird thing where our kids go Monday through Wednesday for preschool. And so, like, they have one day is their first day back. And then it's like four that's, days back to vacation. Wonky, yeah. yeah, and then, like, next week, I'm sure, like, when John's going for three straight days, he's like, what the hell? I thought, I thought this was a one-shot thing. With their desperation for bus drivers, do you think I could, I could get a job? As, I don't want to do the morning shift. I just want to do, like, the take-em-home shift. I don't know if you get to pick and choose like that. I, I mean, they're desperate, though, aren't they? I think they would take you. I think you're probably going to have to do both. Uh, that's, that's where draw. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, you had me. I can see where they're having trouble getting drivers. Of all the jobs that I can't see you doing, I can actually 100% see you being a bus driver. I can <laughs> you strike I mean, me first as a of all, prototypical bus driver. Your mind already went to Chris Farley and, and, and Billy Madison. Not really, it? just okay. like the, you, you have yeah, the raspy voice. Like the, I can see you raging. Well, Maybe turn this around, you kids. I've had a bad day, so I'm taking out it on this kid. Like you know, I can see you being like the makes an inappropriate joke with the kid sitting at the front who's a fifth grader. <laughs> <laughs> you check all the the, the bus driver's boxes. You, in three years, kids, you'll laugh at that joke. Yeah. <laughs> I can't smell the sound of burn. Smell of burning rubber. He'll get it someday. I mean, I I thought you were just thinking it was perfect for me because it's a job where I'm just sitting here driving. I mean, just or just sitting in general. Yeah, for all for a number of reasons, I think that this you would be a classic bus driver. I think it could work. I mean, I could deal with the kids. Yeah, could you? I mean, I've told you a way to deal with the kids. You just ignore me. Which, your way, drugging them, does not lead me to believe that this is going to work out better than... Well, in this case, I'll just do me. <laughs> anyway, uh, how, was your, how was your Monday evening? I'm assuming you just woke up an hour ago, so I want to ask you about your Tuesday. How was Monday night? My Tuesday was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you just... If, I, if my Tuesday is anything like the dreams I was having after about 6 a.m., it was a it was a damn good day today so far. One Still, day I just want you to be like I mulched the entire yard. <laughs> I, I woke up twice and peed. That's kind of in the same realm. Uh, Monday was uh, Monday was a solid Monday. I uh, watched a little bit of Raw. Uh, did, I got home a little later because I you know I stayed I had to stay up here and do some stuff after the show and uh, then we got home watched a little bit of the Raw watched a little bit put uh, between the TV watched Van Wilder. Uh, then watching Glorious Bastards and then fell asleep. Okay. Light movie night last night. I like both those movies. Both I haven't good seen Wilder since college, but I enjoyed it. Though. You know, I, I hadn't watched it since I was younger. Still funny, but just the cheesiness of just how like late nineties, early two thousands that movie is. Oh yeah. Just and like Sarah Reed, also one of the worst actors. Oh god, time. she's so bad. She was in that like dark side of two thousands. Defending, editor did uh, say you'd be a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the scene when they're, like they're they're contemplating their future, and it's like, uh, "Where will I be if I'm down my girl?" That song playing, like he's like <laughs> up on the statue, like looking out like the thinker, and she's like sitting on the like on the steps of like the the library, looking out into nothingness. Like dwelling in her thoughts. It's I like, miss the odds. It's, it's a great time to be. Alive. I mean, it's a borderline like our, our late '90s, early 2000s. Like it's, <laughs> it was. Uh, I don't know. It's just yeah, between her acting and just some of the the corniness, I still have to look away when they eat the uh, eclairs. By the way, 
I think I've had this I, before. I, I think it's so good. I, I couldn't look. I still can't watch. I still have to look the other way when I, that scene happens. I just, so I just can't do it. I'll never eat another donut again if I watch it. So, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it still holds up in terms of funny. If you've never seen it, you need to watch it. But it does just the the the, the comedy of the writing is almost matched by the comedy of the the, the late ninety tropes and, and stereotypes that For are sure. used in it. Yeah. Yeah. Sick boy. <laughs> How you doing, Timmy? My name's not Timmy. <laughs> um. And then Glorious Bastards is awesome. Yes, yeah, Very love that movie. Love that movie. Are you? Now I'm a Tarantino fanboy, so I, I'm. I'm, I'm not, biased. but I like a lot of his movies. Like, are you? Would you prefer? Do you like Django or or Inglourious Bastards better? Inglourious Bastards. See, I don't know. I'm kind of because there's almost they're basically the same movie, except one's in World War II and the other's during like the slave era. I would push back on that a little bit. I think. <laughs> well, they're both bad eras, but I mean, <laughs> I think they're the same movie. But uh, I mean, no, the same premise. I mean, there's a lot of violence in all Tarantino. Movies, there is a lot of yeah, good, I mean, good I, little writing. I like both movies. I, I think they're both good, but I, yeah. I prefer *Inglorious Bastards*. Favorite Tarantino movie is? Um, probably *Inglorious Bastards*. Okay. I like *Pulp Fiction* a lot. I do. *Pulp Fiction* still got to be number one for me. Um, I like *Django*. *Django*'s good. I like *Kill Bill*. It's the only one I don't get into. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not into the the samurai movies theme though. So, I'm not really either. But I, I like those. Uh, I I did like. I know you and I both liked the what's the the Hollywood the One Side Time in Hollywood. Yeah, I thought was was good. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't think of any other. The one. Hateful Eight. So it's it's, it. it's not bad. It's it's a little step back. Um, of course, um, uh, True. Well, he wrote True Romance, but he didn't actually write and direct. He didn't direct it. Uh, but it's really good. And uh, Reservoir Dogs being the Reservoir Dogs is good. Being another one of the more popular, famous ones, and then he partially wrote the uh, the scripts in uh, Four Rooms. Never seen it. It's, uh, it's it's like it's like four different directors all did. It's it's kind of a weird comedy, but it's not it's not bad. It's a decent movie. Listen, You've seen True Romance, though, right? I've never seen True Romance. No, that's going on the list. Put it on the list. There you go. Update that thing. Yeah, putting it on the list. Okay. Well. <laughs> This this summer list is uh is it already on there? Nope. And you're up to twenty movies now. Solid twenty. Yeah. When those kids move out, you've got plenty to do. Look at, is there <laughs> is there any way? I know I hate people hate when we do this on there. We've got to get the internet fixed here. I, I cannot do anything over here. I, I'm just have to use my hotspot every day, and it's so slow. I'll get the text line up at some point. Do you, you want me to go reboot it? it? No, because the last time you did it, it just didn't do anything. Well, so, it knocks us off the stream for about thirty exactly. seconds too. It, it just it doesn't. I think the, the I think the Wi-Fi is just blown. I don't think it's going to work here anymore, ever, ever. I went. I did go by the old studio yesterday after. The oh day. yeah, how how is the place? Well, I went to pick up my check and it wasn't there, so I was like, "Well, this kind sounds of a, like the old place." Yeah, but I I did <laughs> I, I did look around. Um, it looks exactly the same. It's going to shock it's you. Is Virginia's uh, thank you card to me still on the uh, board? And it is. It's still there. I went, uh, I did, oh, they cleaned off the iHeart TK though. I think I didn't check. Okay, but I just made sure. Like my old. Uh, some of my notes are still there from the last time we were at the studio, which is like May at this point. This is amazing because you, you were lucky to let them be there the next day, usually, when we were doing the show over there. I think they probably stopped cleaning our, our room. They if stopped cleaning place. after we left? I'd probably guess so. <laughs> a lot of boxes there. Uh, checks for other people were there on the front desk. I think Troy's got mine, so I looked at, on Debbie's desk. But, um, so you should do direct deposit like I do. Well, they don't give us that option. We, we have that, but the last three checks that we've gotten have been all paper. They, they've let us know that because usually it is direct deposit. So I don't know why they do my direct deposit, but not yours. We are on different payrolls. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. 
Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not in your level. I don't know how it works. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't know. You just, you just basically say I'm not in your pay grade. <laughs> We've talked about this several times. Because you, you like used to get because but you know before you had to like do the whole like turn in your hours or whatever and you had that whole like different system. Like we have gotten, we've never had checks from the same people. We do now though. I, I turn into the word people now. Right. So they're gonna love my schedule. My, my, my turn in this month with all the bats games I got. Can't wait. I can't either. Got the bats tonight, baby. Bats are back tonight. Bats are back tonight. They're you, they're 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 gonna they're gonna they're going to St. Paul to teach them. Well, it's always funner to be a sinner than a saint. And a quick reminder, uh, the, the Bats game against St. Paul tomorrow is going to be like a 210 yeah. first pitch. So we will likely not have a show tomorrow unless yeah. the game goes insanely fast and we can get like a full hour in. It's more than likely that we will not be on the air tomorrow. And they don't go on tonight till 737. So 737. Pre, 737 pregame. Oh, I don't know why. I think for some reason, I know I remember I asked him when they're in Omaha, everything's 06. For some odd reason, or there it's 04, I think, or something like that. So it's not 05 where it is everywhere else in every other town in minor league. And I asked him, and he said that I don't know about St. Paul with it being 07, but in Iowa, the reason their time difference is, starts is because I guess the channel, like the home channel for the Iowa Cubs, they run like a news thing at the beginning of the hour. Hmm. And like they basically have made the minor league team move the start time like up or down a minute. So it would match their their newsreel. Well, good for them. Local news still matters. I just think it's somewhere. <laughs> We're not going to put you on the air unless you, you succumb to our our newsreel time frame. So we will also. Yeah, so so we will be probably no show tomorrow. We no, probably not be affected by that. What are I'll we gonna, What are we going to play between six and seven today? Since we late start. Say what? What are we going to play after our show today? Oh, we just go national. No more. No, uh, Jody Dumbling. Uh, I can see if he sent me. I mean, it's just the problem is, it's just, uh, editing it is a little bit of an issue here with the uh, setup we have. I missed the Dumbling show. You can. It's on the other channels. We channels. get off at like five thirty every day <laughs> because we were playing that. Uh, that was going to be permanent. And then are you are you just trying to ask to leave early today? Apparently not. Apparently we're just <laughs> we're not. We're, we're, for a while there, you're like, yeah. You told your communication to me was we're off at five thirty every day now with this, and then it was like, oh yeah, it's uh, until the games actually start. Until well, the that, bats are done, and then it was like just never. That would be when we had like yeah, we had the, the bats would start at at a certain time. We had to squeeze it in. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, not surprisingly, the, the message uh, <laughs> was not communicated effectively for that, but it's okay. We're still here. We've got also today, we're giving away two tickets to tomorrow night's uh, Louisville City FC game against the Charleston Battery at Lynn Family Stadium. You can catch that on ESPN Plus if you don't make it out to the stadium. But why would you not make it out to the stadium? It's going to be a beautiful Wednesday night. Uh, Louisville City, the boys in purple are hot. We're racing. We're we're getting back to uh, the the top of the table in the USL. Racing Louisville and Louisville City, both uh, both hitting their stride here as we get deep into the summer and the playoff chase heightens. So if you want to be out there tomorrow night to watch Louisville City, listen for the rest of the show. And you'll get a chance to win two tickets. Right, racing's gonna get some of their good good girls back, though, right? Because I believe five of the players they had that were playing in the World Cup now are, are gonna be back for their yeah. their upcoming game, which is very cool. I mean, a lot of I mean, they had a ton of success in the World Cup, which was awesome. Savannah DeMello started the first two games for the U.S. team, uh, played big time minutes throughout the World Cup. Uh, Ari Borges for Brazil had that the hat trick in the first game. Um, the, the woman who played for China had multiple goals. Like we were. Racing Louisville was very well represented on the Nash, on the international stage uh, at this World Cup, and it'll be cool to have those ladies back as they continue to have their surprising uh, second season in the NWSL go well. 
yeah. leading the, the NWSL Challenge Cup, making a push for the playoffs. It's all happening out there at Lynn Family Stadium. It's all happening. Speaking uh, of it all happening, we've got to start today with this. Okay. What we got for today? What's on the What's on the agenda? What do you think I'm going to start with today? Um, well, we already talked about last night, so the Reds winning? No. Another one of my teams, though. Oh, that's right. The the biggest news to happen to the to, to your fanhood since I don't know when. Maybe what they getting making making the playoffs might legitimately be firing the best Wayne I, I The best moment in my life as a Lions fan is Detroit. Not not yet official. He's got to pass a physical. But well, Teddy Bridgewater is too. going <laughs> to be a Detroit Lion. We found that out yesterday. Uh, I know he met with the Lions last you, week. Man. That was very cool. But Teddy Bridgewater is going to be the backup to Jared Goff, uh, assuming he beats out you know, Nate Sudfield. So wow, Sudfield, he'll go third string, yeah. <laughs> Does, that, isn't the number five available? I don't know. So he would have to switch. He would have to wear something different if he's in Philly because we retired it. But I think he, the only time he, he didn't wear five in the Jets, I think, right? I don't even know. Uh, you're not, you're not big on the, the, the biggest. I don't, who cares about numbers? I, he, he wore it with the Broncos, I know. He wore it with the Vikings, yeah. I know. Who would care about numbers when you're a Lions fan? Well, I don't care about Lions. <laughs> number, numbers in any sport. It's a good way to ignore this. We don't follow stats here. I just, I've never been a big jersey number guy. Really? It just does not stick with me. You're not a big jersey guy anyway. Not really. but I, Are you going to get a Teddy jersey? Maybe. 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 Could happen. You got a birthday coming up. You now, know Dan that, Campbell, he, he's got an affinity for Teddy Bridgewater because he was an assistant with the Saints when Teddy was the backup in the year uh, 2019 when, when Breeze got hurt. And Teddy came in, kept the season afloat, led the Saints to a 5-0 and record during his time as a starter, and then was able to hand the reins back over to, to Breeze when he got healthy. And that really impressed Dan Campbell. And before the, the, the practices on Tuesday, when the, the – Tuesday morning when the word had circulated that this was going to happen, that Teddy Bridgewater was going to be a Lion, he said, when you're with somebody for two years, you get a really good feel of what they're capable of and the way they're wired, the way he thinks, and so I've seen him work. I've seen him run the offense. I've seen him in critical moments. I've seen him develop young talent, young receivers. We lost Breeze. He goes 5-0. and He just went in there, and he kept the ship afloat and just kept this heading in the right direction when we needed it, and that means a lot to me. That's all we need from him. And so to me – that's one of the reasons why I wanted him here, which is understandable. I mean, that's, I think, what people have looked for when it comes to Teddy. You don't ex- – he's not an NFL caliber starter anymore. I hate saying that. He, he did not look good with the Dolphins last year a couple of times. But he is a guy, when you have the right weapons around him, he's so cerebral, he's such a good leader, he's so respected by all of his teammates, he can make the plays necessary to beat a decent team. I, I don't know if he can lead you to a victory over, like, the Chiefs or anybody like that. I don't think Jared Goff can do that. We'll find out uh, in week one. But he is a guy who can, to use Campbell's words, keep the ship afloat, which I think is is kind of what you're looking for in, in a quality backup these days. I mean, is, it, is, it, is it like a bad stigma to say he's a game manager? He is now at this point. For yeah, sure. I mean, I mean, he was kind of, that was, you, you, for all we know, that kind of would have been his role in Minnesota with, with Adrian Peterson in the backfield at the time when their offense too. And you saw that with the Saints where I know you think Saints, you think air it out and Sean Payton and yada yada, they're your drink for the day, but... I mean, that was still a team that was primarily a run-heavy offense with Kamara, and that's what they're going. That's again with Detroit. You know this watching Detroit. I mean, you would think maybe they scored a lot of points. They're hot. No, they they are a running team, like Philly is. And uh, with your offensive line, there's no reason not to be. And they're going to be even though they lose. You know, they switched out running backs from last year. You're still going to be a run-first offense down there. And it's uh, that's that's what you Teddy Bridgewater's the type of quarterback that can you do that? You just got to hope that when. 
the you know the the backs against the wall need to make some throws that he like Derek Groff did last year will make the throws. I've heard bad reports, so look, turns out looks like, when I'm reading, Jamison Williams is not looking good in camp. That's what I've heard too, and that's that does not make me feel good at all. Shouldn't. No. No. Campbell also said this about Teddy. Uh, Teddy's been in every situation you can imagine right now. He's been through probably, I don't know, six different verbiages, offenses, <laughs> so he'll know the concepts. It's just a matter of, okay, you're calling it this, you're calling it this, I'm able to do this. So that'll take a little bit, but listen, Teddy's a pro. He's going to study the heck out of it. He'll pick it up. He's going to pick it up pretty fast, so I'm not concerned. But, yeah, it'll take a little bit here. It'll take a little bit. I love the the, the Dan Campbell cadence. Uh, they did say, because the, the Lions are currently doing those multi-team practices where they're practicing against the Giants just to get some yeah. uh, some new new blood in there, new numbers to hit. And Teddy apparently, even if he passes the physical today, will not partake in those practices. So he's going to be held out for a little bit. But you know, he's one of those guys you just you slot him in. He's been there for – he's been an NFL quarterback now for almost a decade. It's he's crazy. been at six different franchises. He's gotten reps everywhere he's gone. Um, I'm just glad that he's a line. It's you know, For the – the only franchise that has still never drafted a Louisville Cardinal. <laughs> this is the least they could do for me. So what, other since Dwayne White, you're, you're the only other, only other Cardinal, right? No, we've, we've been over this before. There have been yeah, several we, since. Yeah, a couple yeah. little small ones here we and there. But, one time. Yeah. Yeah, there have been some, some over the years. Um, and we also had you know, Jen Reeves-Maven, who's Marcus's son. I always forget, yeah, I always forget about him. He was, he, was the, we, he was there originally and then went somewhere else, and now he's back. Uh, so we've, we've, had, we've had him. I always forget he's Marcus's son. Sometimes I forget. But, yeah. Well, he is. He's good. I'm, I'm, I'm believe great, it. I don't, I don't, teams I don't need to see this in the blood test. I believe it. <laughs> get Marcus on the phone. I can call him right now. We'll let him, uh, I'll, I'll let him share his story. DNA and prove it. We'll get on the hotline. We haven't had a guest in a long time. We haven't had anybody on the phones. So we'll see if those things still work. But this is the least that Detroit could do for me. Bring in one of the most beloved, if not the most beloved, Louisville Cardinals of all time and give them a Lions jersey when we're making a playoff push for the first time in like seven years. I'm excited about it. I'm very excited about it. This is awesome. He was supposed to be an eagle. Between this and the the Reds getting me through the summer, this is about the most I could ask for my professional sports teams. This is about the most they've given me in a long, long time. Well, the Lions have given you, gave you hope in the last year going into the season. Now you have hope just not only if, if. if Goff doesn't achieve what he did last year, you can go to Teddy. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you're I'm, good. Yeah, you know, we've got some hope with the Lions. We have some hope with the Reds, both currently and for the future. We're bringing in Teddy now. David Bell's lined up for the Reds. We'll have to talk about it at like 5:30. But it's he's trying to kill me today. I, I'm convinced <laughs> that he's trolling. I'm convinced <laughs> that he's doing this on purpose, and it's targeted specifically at me. But they've you, you won. They have no tonight. They've oh, well, oh. last night's was was. Uh, Kevin Newman, why, why is he playing second? But now today he's DHing and batting fifth. He swung at a pitch five feet over his head last night. Anyways, uh, we'll get there at five. Thirty. I'm gonna I'm gonna find a way to get Kevin Newman to come in studio one day. I would love to. I would love to have Kevin Newman. On the show. Yeah, well, I'd love to have him in the studio because that would means he wouldn't be playing for the Reds anymore. He'd be back down here in Louisville. That's what I want to happen. If it makes you feel better on my di- on my Reds dynasty, I sent him down to Louisville. It, it kind of does, honestly. <laughs> he actually, I was actually, he starts kind of first base now, though, for the, for the bats on that team. Let's take our first break. When we come <laughs> back, some uh, practice reports from today. It was another open practice out there at uh, adjacent to Cardinal Stadium. Some juicy tidbits came out today. We got fights happening. We got all sorts of good reports. And one specific Cardinal gets a big-time shout-out that TK is going to love. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. We continue next here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Yeah,
3.30. Wow, look at you. And there is. Okay, I have no idea what the first song you played was. Uh, it was Pet Shop Boys, uh, Western Girls. Just re- reminds me a lot of the Everly Brothers. A lot of Everly Brothers and the Pet Shop Boys. People have drawn that comparison a number of times over the years. They do have one thing in common. What's that? I'm not going to take it. Okay, okay, all right. Good, good, good. <laughs> that's, 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 that would just give it away. You must earn it. Have you Earned, seen, not given. Before we get to the football practice stuff, have you seen this... Montgomery boat brawl video that's everywhere. Yeah, is that, 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 that <laughs> I've always seen it with the Jim Ross commentary though. One of the greatest, greatest videos great. the internet all year <laughs> in, in a long time. I mean, the, the highlight. I'm not going to recap. Most people listening, I'm assuming, have seen this. Yeah, I don't know the premise of it, what started it, all that good stuff. I just saw. I do. I've got. I've gone down that route. Oh, see, I did. I just watched the '90s Twitter account, put it with Jim Ross's voice, and I, I watched it like ten times, and that's it. Basically, like so these. The best way I can, like, they kind of look like Alabama good old boys, like right, like a group of it's a group of white guys and, and a couple of white women, and they apparently got asked to move their dock little tiny boat because a, a big ship was coming in or big whatever, some a bigger boat was coming in and it needed the spot. They're gonna need a bigger boat. They've got reserve space. Like these people needed to move. They didn't want to move. They get lippy. They start getting angry about this. They get into it with the security guard, and eventually. One of them, like they, they attack this this black security guard who has the greatest move of all time. When he gets shoved the first time, he's like, "All right, I've done enough with this." Takes his hat off, throws it up, like the the uh, <laughs> what was the video? Mitch caught a body about a week ago. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. You're on your own on that it was one. A, it was a big fad in like 2014. Well, yeah. So I'm not. Why would I know? Who was that? He, the guy ended up going to jail for a long time. Now it's just driving me the crazy. the North Carolina throw your hands up guy. And that was about 20 years ago. Oh. <laughs> Uh, Mike Jones? No, uh, closer in time, still before this. Eminem? Uh, oh my God. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Bobby Schmurda. I, I can't say the name of the song. I, I couldn't have said the name of the artist. He, funny thing about that song. So he ends up like the entire song, he's like talking about all of his friends that he's in this, in this group with, this gang with that have committed all these crimes that have killed all these people. And they all got arrested. And they're like, here's your proof. <laughs> you just gave it away in the song. <laughs> but nice. anyway, he had a thing where he like threw his hat up. And so now people have, have turned this into the, like, they've, they've memed that. But anyways, the security guard throws the hat up, and it's on. And all these white guys end up attacking this, this black security guard. And then you see guys just coming in from everywhere, coming to, to help the, 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 <laughs> the security guard. And at one point, there's a, a young man who's swimming to the dock very fast, which he's been referred to as C. Murda, uh, S-E-A. M-U-R-D-A on, on Twitter. There's been a bunch of nicknames for him, which have been very funny. Michael B. Phelps, I think, was my other favorite one. But that guy gets up there, and he starts doing damage. The, the, the fight is incredible. Uh, these guys just get, get, get roasted. But uh, the, all, all the nicknames for that guy, I think, are the best part. I think I only saw a shorter version of it, There's by like the way. There's three different versions of it. 
Yeah, the one I saw was basically starts off with the dude just like just nailing someone with a chair. That's yeah, that's like the second video. Okay, that's that the guy, one. I think he's gotten yeah, and that's the one I saw because, like I said, Jim Ross is like play by play over. He's like, like, don't you do it, damn it, don't you do it. The chair, comes, the chair shot comes out of nowhere, and then he yeah. hits the woman with the chair, which you know you should not be hitting. You should hit anybody with a chair. You should not be. Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Some people deserve a chair I shot. Mean, Women never deserve a chair shot. No, I, no, no one deserves. No, I agree. No, neither. Neither gender. Are we really gender unbiased, unbiased here nowadays? It's an incredible video. <laughs> the, the ballad of the Montgomery boat brawl has become a song now that's out there. It's it, everything happens so fast these days. But uh, that's been it's been very fun to follow. Speaking, seen it. speaking of things that have uh, that went viral and will be forgotten in, in 24 hours probably. I saw they finally revealed the uh, identity of the woman, the he's not real woman. I did. Like she's uh, like like she's like an executive or something too, which is she's in marketing. Yeah, so Tiffany Gomez is her name. G O M A S. She yeah, lives you, in a very so she's from Dallas, and my best friend just moved from Dallas. The neighborhood that she lives in, it's Lake Lakeside, Lake Shore, something like that. Okay. She lived in a two million dollar house there. It's like the most affluent, one of the most affluent neighborhoods in all of Dallas. Yeah, so she's pretty rich. City. Yeah, she's, so she's not with yeah she's she's very well off. And apparently, the you know, one of the first stories that came out from passengers that were on the, the plane w- was that this was all over a lost set of AirPods that she'd flipped out. Yeah. She accused people of stealing her AirPods. And the person what, she was with, I believe, and that's what this was all about. Yeah. And it turns out now that we have the the stories from the 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 airport security that took her into not custody, but took her, they, they questioned her and took her statements and all this stuff. That's exactly what happened. She got into it with apparently she had a fight with family members before getting on the plane. So she was already in a aggravated state. She then accused some people of stealing her AirPods, which they later found after everyone had deboarded the plane. Right in her pocket. No, they they found them on the ground when no, when, no. when they were when everyone deboarded the plane. But she, yeah, it, it wasn't you know. The conspiracy theories were wrong on this one. She was not accusing somebody of being a lizard. She was just uh, very upset at somebody that she had thought stolen her AirPods. Huh. The internet goes crazy. Yeah. And apparently the, the timeline is way off. Like she had tried to, like they had tried to throw her off the plane and then she didn't want to get off and then she stormed out. And like after that video, the, the one that went viral, she tried to stay on the plane and they kick her off eventually and then they have to get everybody off because this, she was making crazy comments about how the plane was going to be broken everyone was going to die and i think she ended up having to get another flight but she yeah apparently i mean i think she's got some issues not shockingly but she yeah she was like a she went to oklahoma state i think is the the, the word that's out there and she had a she was viewed as a rising star in advertising in ad sales back in like 2019 there was a whole profile about her and uh she i mean people have only taken so she wasn't even on she was just drunk it seems that way it's or just having a really really bad day Okay, a bad day. That's, that's, you, I've never seen anyone have a bad day and act like they're tripping on acid. A lot of crazy people out there. I guess. A lot of crazy people out there. Damn, I blame the internet. You should. And television. It's warped all of our minds. <laughs> it has warped our minds. Let's talk about U of L football practice today. Yeah, let's talk the, about something good. The big news that came out today, the big news that people are talking about, there are a couple of stories that I think are interesting, but the fact that there were a bunch of fights today in practice. Matt McGavick tweeted this out uh, this morning, 1043. It was an early 945 was the start for the open practice. There's already been three fights in Louisville practice today with two players getting sent off early after the most recent one. Jeff Brom just made the whole team do up-downs after the second fight and then cussed out the entire team after the third one. I love it. Good. I, I mean, I know that people are like, well, there's no war. Like, if you Google search, like right now if you Google search practice fight football, you'll see like 17 different college team reports having this happen because I was looking for a picture to use for today's show tweet 
and the, all I saw was like huge fight breaks out at LSU football practice. If you've gone to some of these open practices over the years, you've probably seen a fight at some point. Like I remember Zeke Pike, his very first practice as a Louisville Cardinal, he got into it with somebody. Like it just this happens in fall camp. That'd be a better example. You know? <laughs> a really good player also got into a fight too. I think he was fighting um, Jamon Brown. Wouldn't have gone well for him. Oh, that's not going to work out well for Zeke. (laughs) Just trying to use an example. (laughs) That would have turned out bad. What this says to me, and then Jeff Brom getting on the team and then cussing everybody out, the love him up era, the love on him era, that we've got to love him and get him back mentally, it's over. We're back to just football. Good. Let's play football in the immortal words of Jeff Brom. I, obviously, I, I don't, this isn't indicative of a lack of team discipline or anything like that. This is no. this is what fall camp is all about. This is what happens when you just get testosterone in a, in a small area and just together for long periods of time. It, it it's going to happen. There's some really good nothing th- personal. There's no anger. It's just sometimes you gotta let loose. It's, There's some really good extended clips out there from practice. Tyler Griever's got some really good ones from WDRB, and you can tell. I mean, the energy. You've got a lot of one-on-one drills happening where it's you know cornerbacks playing tight cover two coverage on on receivers that it's essentially they're just trying to do these drills where they're getting out of techniques and they're trying to block and it's very physical and it's very competitive and both sides are going nuts and that's when stuff like this is going to happen and it's what builds team chemistry it's what gets you ready for the season and in the end it brings everybody closer but that's what these days these in the dog days of summer are for and so you know you don't you don't necessarily like hearing about conflicts happening during practice but I do think it's indicative of this new fighting spirit that we have, no pun intended. I mean, Eric Wood, one of the nicest dudes I've ever known, one of the best football players to ever come through Louisville, we'll talk openly about. He got into a fight like every single year during training camp, whether it was college or uh, or NFL. He said the only thing that I learned after my rookie season was don't do it when the NFL.com cameras are, are around because then it gets blown up. Outside of that, he's like, I was always fighting in practice. But the one year it got a bunch of attention. That's was, what I like to hear from my center. Yeah, the NFL Network cameras were there, and so it got blown out of proportion. So he's like, when the NFL Network cameras were showing up for our like weekly segment or whatever, I would hold it back then. But besides that, like he's like, yeah, he's like, it's just it's it comes with the territory. It's part of the game. I mean, we've heard of, we we've already talked about in the, in the previous days of you know Brownlee and Storm Duck and, and the other defensive backs being kind of physical with the new wide receivers. They love the chat. I don't know if we have any reports on what players were getting in a fight, but we've heard we've already talked about that and there being some maybe I don't know chippiness could be the word, but it's just that, that's just good just spirit, man. That's just that's just so you're right. Like last year, I feel like instead of you know Jeff's telling them to you know do up downs, which is what you do, run some laps, some old little by Petrino little mixed in there. Satterfield probably would have had them like hold a sharing stick and talk out their feelings. <laughs> it's an easy joke to make, but I still love it. I mean, in my life, finally got an alpha man. In my life, I'm lying. I'm dying, right? I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there probably the thing. The thing about this is, I'm sure there probably were fights at Scott Satterfield practice, but we never know because none of them were open. We never got a chance to see it. So True. you didn't have these reports, and it does feel like there's a different sense to it. Now, the the bigger thing that that came out from, I think it was actually I don't know if it was this morning or yesterday's practice. But Ron English and some of the defensive players, uh, I think it was Josh Minkins and Ben Perry, talked to the media after practice. And I thought, I'll send you the clip because I, I can't get the internet to work in here. But one of the most, the coolest things I've heard so far this, this offseason was Ben Perry was talking about how involved Jeff Brom is with the defense, which is something that we've heard about from his time at other places, at Western mm-hmm. and at Purdue. He loves to be very, very involved. And Ben Perry, he's quoted as saying, 
all the stuff that I'd heard about him is true. He's a real coach. He's coaching the offense. He's coaching the defense. He says he coaches the second, third, fourth stringers just like they're everyday stars. Like, that's pretty high praise. And, and I also love that it's Ben Perry not just saying like he's surprised by this. He's saying this is what I'd heard about Jeff Brom before he became our head coach, and now he's following up with that, and it's true. Is that's this awesome. the clip off Tyler's page? Uh, yes. But About a minute long. I can play it if it'll I It'll be Ron English speaking at first, then you'll hear Ben Perry's voice, and then I think Josh Mingus will be the last one. Yeah, go ahead and play that if it's, you don't Yeah, mind. it's about a minute long. So, yeah. There we go. If I was younger, I would not like it. Because I would say, yeah, you don't know how to coach defense, and I would say all that kind of stuff. And you know your pride gets in the way. You don't want anybody telling you what to do, and you think you got all the answers. Then when you get beat up a little bit, you figure out you don't have all the answers. But the most important thing, about Coach Brown is he's good at what he does. He's really good on offense. So when he tells me how they think and how they want to do things, I'm like, thank you, God. Because, you know, we try to um, have answers for what offenses like to do. It definitely surprised me, but, like, you know, all the stuff I hadn't heard about him is true. Like, you know, he's a he's a real coach. Like, you know, he, he's in tune into it. Like, you know, offense and defense, it doesn't matter if you're a walk-on or a second team, first team starter, he's going to coach you like, you know, you're a starter on day one. He's always on the defense. He's trying to, he comes over there when we're doing walkthroughs and stuff and just on us about this little detail, just telling us to move over, or do this and that. And it helps you when you got an offensive coach that sees something he's telling you, this is what I see. This is what the quarterback see. It helps you play faster. I love it. Very encouraging uh, to hear. You're the only one, Ben, that missed having a real coach here in Louisville. I mean, last year we got the we had the Scott's D thing, which was let's be real, it was a joke that was just funny to talk about. Scott Satterfield saying he was going to be more involved in the defense. You had Brian Brown, who now is he clearly thinks enough of Scott Satterfield to follow him to Cincinnati. But you had Brian Brown openly telling people in the media, including some that I, that I work with, like he's not doing anything different. Like 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 the whole. I think it frustrated Brian Brown that the defense had this gigantic turnaround and started playing very well. And it happened to come right after, right on the heels of Satterfield saying he was going to be more involved defensively. And Brown was like, nothing changed. He just said that. He wasn't doing anything. He doesn't work with the defense. That's what he wants you to think. Yeah, I know. So I think that that was frustrating. But with Jeff Brom, I like Ron English at the beginning there saying, if I were a younger coach, I would not like it at all that the head coach is that involved with the defense. But I've got a working relationship with him. I know that he knows what he's talking about. I know this is how he operates. And hearing the players say that it's cool to have the head coach being that much more involved with them and not just focus on the defense, uh, I think is awesome. I think the, the best part of that is Ben Perry saying he coaches everybody the same way. He coaches the walk-ons the same way. He coaches the first stringers the same way. I, I think that's what you want out of your head coach. You, you want I know you you want a head coach who's invested in everybody, truly invested in everybody that he's out there coaching. And it sounds like Brom is making that impression on everybody already uh, during this his first fall camp at U of L, which is very cool. The other thing that came out today that I thought was interesting, we have a, a quick practice report from Alexis Kubit from the Courier-Journal. I'm sure Matt McGavick has one up at Louisville Report. I haven't had a chance to see it yet. But uh, the report from, from Alexis it has some, some interesting tidbits. She says, and you're going to love this right off the bat. Okay. Kevin Coleman. Wow, well, you know I like Kevin Coleman. Did a great job of creating separation during 1v1 drills and then good. had a big catch from Jack Plummer. It seems like their chemistry is very good. Good. Love hearing I that. like that. love hearing that. Jamari Thrash. Love Thrash. Had a catch so good that Jarvis Brownlee, who was defending him, gave him some props after, which is impressive because these the cornerbacks and the receivers, from everything that I've heard, have been like at each other's throats. I mean, we can assume weeks. when you heard there were fights, you would have think maybe it was probably that 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 group. 
maybe getting into the little tussle. I would. That, that's kind of what I've heard. You that are speaking off, of, that are a line lineman. That's where it usually ends up being. But yeah, Alexa said it was another chippy day and got so bad that the team had to run after a second fight. The third one drew the fury of head coach Jeff Brom, who had some shall I say choice choice words after practice. Josh Minkins chalked it up to being quote just football, which I think he's right. I know you're telling the writer, but every time you say Alexa says, I'm thinking you're calling for the machine. Alexa. <laughs> Alexa. Alexis? Alexis, tell me how football practice went today. <laughs> I've got a funny story that I want to tell, but that relates to this, but I'm not, we're going to finish the thought here. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay. She she says, good luck on that. With running me. back Maurice Turner took a rep on the first team and burst through a gap for a touchdown and threw up the peace sign afterward. I would be interested to see him and Jawar Jordan in a foot race. She said linebacker Keith Brown, the uh, transfer from Oregon, was really disruptive in the backfield on the second team. It would have, she would have, He would have had a good tackle for a loss in a real game, but it ended up being a forced fumble. Also, uh, defensive back Devin Neal had an interception with the third team. Here about here, here's the, this is the big thing. That'd be Brady probably. Listen up to this. Yeah. Star of the day. Oh, star! Uh, this is I think you're going to say I think was it was tight end Joey Gatewood. Yeah, that's who that. made some clutch plays, which included a big catch in double coverage. Joey Gatewood's going to be first team All ACC tight end. Uh, Vince, I'm calling it right now. Vince Tile had apparently heard what I said about him and is taking it very personally. He's going to break every Ivan Green, Marshawn Ford record that's out there. He's setting new records. Yeah, Gary Barnage, who? Jamie Asher? Who? <laughs> Joey Gatewood is going to be the tight end of the century for Louisville football. It's happening. I'm excited I, about it. I, uh, before you went into the report, I, I saw a tweet from Tyler that said, you know, former Kentucky quarterback Joey Gatewood or, or Joey Fence. Style from on, for your KRC listeners has made some nice plays at tight end for Louisville. Also went to it's not solid, and you were like, "You're gonna like this." I'm like, I know exactly where he's going. Joey Gatewood, yeah, it's, it's your Zeke boy. Mike you love so this man could run. <laughs> Did you tweet that already? Yes. Okay, good. Because that's a great quote. I think at some point I that needs to be on a T-shirt. I know I've said it before. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Sounds familiar. I'm excited about this. Makes me excited. We need somebody to step up a tight end. Joey Gatewood. Making plays. I mean, I, I don't mind him kind of holding the fort down, uh, the the gate down, so to speak, <laughs> until uh, until until my my Oregon Q. I, I can't remember. I know he Jamari went to Johnson. Uh, yeah, I, I, I keep calling him the Oregon guy because I always forget his name for some reason. And it's not even a hard I name. What's his name? Jamari Johnson. It's the most common name you could think of. <laughs> Jamari Johnson. And yeah, still brain fart on it constantly. <laughs> Can you get any more? It's last name Johnson, for God's sakes, Trevor. I'm Just ex- say that. I'm excited for Jamari Johnson as well, but this is this is the year of Gatewood. This is the year of Joey. <laughs> he said, Joey. This Joey's going going only only going one season two, but it's going to be a lot more successful than the TV version. Not not since that was uh, a joke after since, your own heart, right there. Not since the rise of the popular Australian America has a Joey been so loved. That was pretty good too. You like that? Okay, I, I like that a lot. Yeah, a little throwback term to the. Yeah. But we've got fighting. We've got wide receivers and defensive backs going at it. We've got quarterback reports. We've got exciting wide receiver plays. And we've got a star in the making in Joey Gatewood. It's all happening right now. Football is back. I'm feeling it. I'm loving it. we got Jeff Brom praise galore. This is great. we got Teddy with the Lions. Praise Brom. My God. It's all happening. It feels good to be right around the corner from football. Oh, September. I just, oh, man. I just... I I, 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 feel, I feel like the kid counting down the days to the beginning of summer in like elementary school again. God, I know it's gonna be great. I don't even know if I got this excited going into like Lamar's like sophomore year. Like I was like looking forward to that, but I still don't think I was still as excited about it as as I am with this future. It's 
going to be fun. All right, let's take our first, our second break, and we'll come back with hour number two. Uh, we'll get to you on the Thornton sex line. We haven't, haven't had a chance to touch base with you guys. It's your damn show. Take it over here for a little bit in hour number two. 502-414-1450 is the number to text in. Text line after this here on the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. Reminder, this hour we're giving away two tickets to tomorrow night's Louisville City game against Charleston Battery. 8 p.m. is the kickoff at Lynn Family Stadium. Make it out there early. Take advantage of the fan zone. Get some cheap beers. Get some good hot dogs. Enjoy yourself. Let the kids run around. It's going to be fun. We'll give away two tickets there. Uh, Take a picture of yourself being the I in our city. Of course. Why would you not? It's like being the Y at Kentucky, but cool. But cooler. Way cooler. Yeah, but more like relevant, like something people actually want. Yeah. Not like steeped in 2010 lore. <laughs> is there, does every like because Ohio does the like the dot of the eye too? Maybe the eye. Yeah, does like is there, does any university do this in some way? I don't know. Maybe, city is. I don't. We don't. <laughs> That's true. That's true. We just well, our soccer team does. We have the big button that you can push. <laughs> we have a button. We, oh, ring the bell now is the thing. Yeah. I didn't know we. <laughs> didn't know we did that. You've been to a home game in like 20 years. Yeah, it looks like I'm not missing anything new. <laughs> it's kind of fun. It's not that cool, but it's like it's opening the stock market. No, like you ring the bell. You do that. There's also a button you push. So yeah, they they have a new like a different former athlete or big celebrity comes and does it every game. Oh, that's yeah, that's not new. That's that's been overdone a lot of places too. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton text line. We're gonna take some text from you guys now, since uh, since we have an, a lot of people were saying yesterday was the one of the hardest they've laughed at an episode because of the <laughs> I think namely the book suppository stuff. What? <laughs> that was probably I mean the ACT. ACT talk was good. Yeah, and then we also had of course the the am I the a hole, which included the the, yeah. the dying wife asking to bang an ex lover. <laughs> which, by the way, do we have one for the day? I don't have one yet, but I can find them. Okay, find one because I haven't. I, I kind of fell on my face with the intro previously, so I got a new one I'm going to try today. Okay. All We're right. going to try something new again. All right. I like that. Texture says it's Turbulent Tuesday on the Mike Rutherford Show where we should discuss if Trevor will ever get Spotify set up for the podcast listeners. <laughs> it's there. You just, we just blocked you. <laughs> Are we still on Spotify? Yeah, go there and we'll find it. We're, we're, we got to be. We got to be on there, right? Apparently not. Why? I mean, we're on like nine other platforms, dude. There should be. I mean, I, the, the CC podcast, I don't know what I'm doing. I set up that podcast. It's on Spotify. If I can get that on Spotify, we should be able to get ours, our, our traditional radio show on Spotify. I guess I have to apply, maybe. I think, I think you probably do. Because, I mean, we're on iTunes and we're on. 
See, I don't think I ever actually applied for I think he just showed up on there one day. You usually just have to go with Apple Podcasts, and once you get approved for that, it spends all the other podcasts. Yeah. But it's all through SoundCloud. Yeah. Um, Text us, if you can't can't watch the start of a game, do you start from the beginning and fast-forward through the commercials, or do you just watch it live? Well, are we talking about, like, Louisville? Yeah, it it depends. If it's Louisville, yeah, I I start at the beginning and fast-forward through commercials and maybe a little bit of the play clock. for football, maybe maybe a little bit of the free throws during during basketball, but yeah. But if it's just a, I mean, a random game, no, I, I watch just where I'm at. I've been doing this a lot with the Reds recently, where if I've got to put John down in the middle of the game, I'll pause it and I'll just like not look at my phone. I'll watch the Reds hit and then I'll like fast forward through when we're on defense, like on, on single speed, so I can tell what's happening. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's, that's if there's a big hit, I'll I'll go back and I'll watch that. But I want to like I hate not watching sports. I know you and I differ on this. I hate not watching sports live. I hate not being able to like look at my phone. Well, that's because you're more addicted to social media than I am. Well, I also just want to be like up to the end, you know, for part big part of my job is being active on social media. It is, you're right. That's and, like, a good I, point. But like even before then, like I just I wanna be watching it while it's happening. I have I have this weird thing where like I don't if I feel if I'm watching it like twenty minutes after the fact, I feel like it just doesn't resonate as much as it does when I'm actually watching it while it's happening, or like I, four seconds after it's I happening. I think my desire of hatred for commercials is why I prefer doing the delay. You would think it's because of timing and more, and that's something to do with it too, like when you have a new game, I don't want to get up that early or, you know, whatever it may be, but, like, honestly, it's mostly just, I just hate sitting through commercials and just any other, like, I just I hate doing it, and so I just, that's one reason why I do, like, even even night games. I'll start like around halftime of the game and start start at the beginning and watch it. But I, unlike you, like yeah, I don't need to be updating stuff on social media. It's not part of you know my uh, my my job. It's just watching the game is part of mine. So, Texture says, uh, Trevor, if you could watch a movie again for the first time, what would it be? Like that, like seeing it for the first time as if I'd never seen it before. Yeah, like a movie that you just think like. If you go back to the headspace, not knowing, not know what's coming in a movie, and you you really enjoyed it for the first time, whether it was your favorite movie of all time or just one that surprised you pleasantly, and you'd love to be in a position where you're experiencing Ooh. it all for the first time again, what would it be? He also says, "And the Hateful Eight is underrated as best Tarantino movie." It is good. I just don't know if it's. I mean, I I, I think it's still behind the others, though. Um, not that it's bad, it's just behind. Oh man, that's a tough question. I, I don't. I, I'm just gonna go. The first movie just literally popped in my head was Empire Strikes Back for some reason. Okay. I guess because of the twist ending, maybe. But um, did you not know it when we watched it for the first time, though? I mean, I was such so young. I really who knows? I mean, I watched it probably when I was like 12 or 13, and like that, the line, which is of course like not the actual line, is yeah. so embedded in popular culture that I like I knew it was gonna happen. I I I was so young that I don't think I knew before. No. It was weird. I, like, I remember watching it because I think I watched like all, I got all three of the VHS tapes for Christmas one year, and I watched them like all back to back to back. And I remember talking to my my brother Oliver, who was in school. Like he was in he was in middle school age, I think, when when Empire Strikes Back came out. And I remember asking, "Was this something that you and your friends like argued about? Like, like is it real? Is he really his father?" Like, and he was like, "Oh yeah." He's like that whole summer after the movie came out, we were all like. I don't think I, I think Vader's making it up. I don't think he really is the father. Like, we're gonna find all this out. I was like, that would have been a cool time to be alive, where all you have is just these—you know—the actual movie itself, itself, the source material, 
that you've yeah. seen at a, a movie theater. You, you can't watch it a million times on, on, on video just yet because it's still playing. And you can't go online and read theories about this. All you have is just you and your friends just yelling at each other about this. What a time to be alive. I mean, it's the, I guess the greatest example of that would be like who shot JR type of summer. Even when you go back to who shot Mr. Burns in the early 90s. I remember that. I mean, that was, I mean, you were basically talking everything pre internet, really, even though I guess we did technically have some internet. But nobody was getting, I wasn't getting on the internet. Yeah, you you had internet in the early 90s. You're not probably hanging out with us because you're (laughs) living in, like, yeah, somewhere way more expensive than than hanging out with us. Um, But yeah, that's kind of, I think I've told you this story before, like, one of my favorite, like, kind of like little cold openings to How I Met Your Mother one time is they're doing, like, this flashback. They're all in the bar and they're screaming at each other over the most popular food. And like it, it goes fast forward twenty years later, and they're all just sitting there being quiet on their phones. Yep. And Robin out over is like, "Remember the food thing? It's hot dog." And like, oh, <laughs> and they just keep saying on their phone. I mean, it's kind of a, a, a nutshell of kind of how it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I, I don't know with that question. That's a that's a good question. I just I, I, my mind just wants to go to things with twists, though. I don't know why because I shouldn't like. Yeah, like Usual Suspects, you know, another one that's a movie I love and I could watch over and over as is, but like not knowing how you know what the ending. I don't. I guess I kind of want to spend thirty years, but uh, you know, stuff with a twist. But there's other great movies. I mean, a good movie I can watch over and over. I mean, without even though I've seen it hundred, knowing I've seen it hundred times. I'm trying to think of a movie that you know, one of those where you watch it and then like, you th- you're thinking about it the entire next day. Like, you just can't stop thinking about it. Like, there have been a f- few of those movies I've had life. several like that. Yeah. I mean, even when I just watched the first time, even I'd seen it when I, it came out and I didn't like it, you had me rewatch it. Like, Good Will Hunting. I was thinking about that the next day after I watched it. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's why sometimes when I hear, like, you tell me I've got this long list of movies you haven't seen and I have younger people, maybe Patrick's age or around that area, they're like, oh, I've never seen that. I just, I don't... It used to be younger Trevor would be like, what, are you crazy? Now I'm like, I just, I'm jealous of you. There's like all these cool movies out there that, you know, you haven't got to see yet. Yeah, like, I it? wish I could be like that. It was, uh, it was Justin Rank, friend of the program, who was talking about, uh, I think he's finished it now, but he was watching The Wire for the first time. And he oh, was, yeah. He was texting me after stuff. I'm like, I'm jealous. You get to go on this journey for the first time. Not really. Yeah, he, he'd stayed away from spoilers. Like, didn't really know exactly. What I tried happened. to do that with breaking bad time at you. Well, I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw some sad news. I was oh, to no, by, by the text line. DJ Casper, the creator of the world famous cha-cha slide has died after a battle with cancer. He's 58 oh, years old. That's sad. I don't cha-cha know who any smooth. of those things are, but that's you don't know the cha-cha slide. Turn around. That was like, this is, I mean, cha-cha slide is like 20 years ago. What, how's it go? Smooth. Maybe I know it, but don't know the name of it. Slide to the left. Slide to the That's right. That's a tootsie roll. Take it back now, y'all. One hop this time. One hop. You've never that heard of the sounds, slide? That sounds familiar. I mean, first of all, it sounds like kind of rip off the Tootsie Roll, but well, they're all dances. Well, that's true. Yeah, I think you've never been to hip hop band. Hip hop songs. There has not been a wedding since two thousand that has not played that song. They didn't play it at the uh, wedding. They didn't play it at the, the the Walker wedding. I don't remember. Do you remember? Have you ever? Are you familiar with the Cupid Shuffle? That sounds familiar. Jeez, I know Cupid is. I know the Shuffle is. You should know the Cha Cha. I know the Electric Slide. Slide to the Cha Cha, real smooth. Do 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 do. It sounds a little familiar, but don't ring a bell. God, every now and then I'm just shocked by the things that are not on your radar at all. See, but the thing is, is that like you you look at I say that and you're like, man. 
you, if that had been the wire, you're like, you're going to get to experience that. But if it's cha-cha slide, you're like, oh, well, you haven't seen it. <laughs> it's like, you're, you're not, you're not, you're not, you're not, you're not excited for me to experience this for the first time. What song? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm just shocked that you, I, I'm just, I can't believe you haven't ever heard of it. Like, it's just, it, I feel like it was everywhere. <sighs> Apparently not where I was. Texas, has Trevor ever been to a wedding? You have been to a wedding. No, well, I've been to funerals, same thing. No, they don't, they don't cha-cha slide a funeral. <laughs> same difference, right? I have been to, yeah, I've been to, but the weddings I've been to have all just been within the last, like, 10 years. Still. I mean, I, like, I really have not been that many weddings, to be 100% serious. Texas says, Trevor, oh, we can't, he says not for on-air read. He's got some Wi-Fi hacks for you. You can use these to, to, to fix our Wi-Fi, apparently. Oh, with, uh. He's not going to do them, guys. <laughs> Which is involved, I mean. <laughs> it involves a modicum of work. I mean, I, it involves calling the, the, the distributor of the uh, the Wi-Fi. I have been on the phone with them on more than one occasion. Trust me. Well, maybe give those a look. See if it's something you can. They do. they still have my uh, my account and my grandmother's name, who, who passed away. God love Not her. Really. Because they won't change it to my name unless I bring her death certificate and approve her passing. Texas Jameson Williams had a one bad day of camp. He's been good since then. Okay. That bad day was his very first day of training camp as a pro. It happens. Well, he's also missed some. He's we missed, missed a lot he, of time. He has to say he's missed some practices too. So Plus, he, he's going to be out the first six weeks because of uh, gambling. I think today was his his first day back. Actually, after missing like five or six days in a row. So I hope I'm wrong. I mean, I like Jameson. I thought he. I mean, it's hard not to get kind of in love with Alabama wide receivers going into the NFL though a little bit. Look, we've got Teddy. That's, that's all that matters anymore. Uh, Tex says, what will the Louisville-Stanford rivalry be called? Flash of the Cardinal with S and The S on the line. Yeah, if, if get the, <laughs> whoever yeah. wins gets called the other's name. Like, they, they're the Stanford Cardinals for the year if we win. We're the, Stan, we're the Louisville Cardinal if they win. <laughs> Tree huggers. The, the battle of plurality. Plurality. Is that a real word? Plurality, yes. Okay, I'm sure. Texas says, totally off topic, but being in your 30s, Mike, I'm impressed with how varied by genre and time periods your music tastes run. Thank you. What about me? Uh, well, you don't listen to anything but <laughs> best 1993. <laughs> hold up, hold up, Texas. I mean, I, I'm bringing the old school, new school, and everything in between. Best of the 80s, 90s, and today. That today section just keeps piling up. It's like 30 years at this point. I love that kid. Did they still, <laughs> does GTX still say that? Somebody still. Do they still do that? There's one station that I hear that. I'm like, man, they're still doing that? I don't even know if DJX is still a station. Is, 2002 but, was not today. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they have been saying that. For, they, they aren't the only ones. Though. They are, yeah. There's a few other stations that do that. That's <laughs> Somebody has sent in a tweet that I cannot get to load, so my apologies. Uh, well, in 15 minutes, I'll revisit it and see if we can things working. What was it? It's a tweet. It's a link to a tweet that I, I can't um. will not load on my computer. Texas, I want to see TK succeed as much as anybody when he becomes a college student in Palau. Two tidbits I learned today after some quick online research give me some immediate concerns. Uh, fruit bat soup is a local specialty. Also, Palau is a matriarchal society. First of all, fruit bat soup... Isn't that how we like, started COVID? Allegedly. <laughs> that was China. <laughs> that they were all to blame. Uh, you're going to struggle with the matriarchal society. Uh, okay, first of all, I don't know what fruit bat soup is, but as long as it doesn't have too many vegetables in it, I'm good. Okay. No sour cream. Uh, you're going to have to explain to me in layman's terms a uh, matriarch, ma- ma- matriarch society. You got it. Um, 
basically the so. women hold the position of power. I'm okay with that. I'm used to being bossed around by a woman. This may actually work well for you. Look at me. You don't think I don't you think I'd hand in any relationship I was in? This is true. God no. I but, never had hand. But those haven't worked out. <laughs> we got women calling you ten years after the fact trying to get you to dig up dead bodies. Well, you know, I'm because they know I'm a sucker who'll just say yes to everything. But you, so, did, yes, you didn't it, say yes to that. So yes, if 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 if, if, if this the these Amazonian women want to tell me what to do, I'm I'm doing it. Texas, how in the hell are Django and Inglorious Bastards basically the same movie? Man, follow up, watch them. They're they're, they're, sim- they're very similar. I they definitely have similarities. I mean, yeah. it's historical revenge stories, right? Yes, Christopher Wal- uh, I mean, Waltz is, is is in both of them. Playing owners getting killed. Getting their comeuppance. Nazis Hitler, Hitler getting killed. Getting his comeuppance. Yeah, I can, I can see that a little bit. There, yeah. there are definitely differences, but... Well, they're different time frames. I yeah. mean... I, I can see the similarities. Texture says, if the ACC does bring in both Cal and Stanford, they might as well invite Gonzaga and St. Mary's to be an elite bicoastal basketball conference. Then again, those two programs might get exposed for frauds when they have to play 20-plus games against high-major talent instead of Portland and Pacific. The Gonzaga would still win the ACC last year. I mean, it's, well, yeah. yeah, they're not going to – I would say Mary's would be right. They're, they're not – I know I know people who want to like, think Gonzaga and St. Mary's are frauds because they're, they're they're normally not frauds, trust me. They're, they're good basketball teams. Yeah, would Gonzaga go 19-1 every year? No, of course not. no, but they would they would be in your upper tier. I mean, they'd still – especially Gonzaga. Um, St. Mary's, I think, would struggle a little bit more. I don't know. I don't think, I don't think Gonzaga would want to even join the ACC. I don't know. I don't feel like they just kind of like they're they're good where they're at. I mean, if they go anywhere, it's the Big East because that's been the big rumor for a long time. That would and that would make the most sense. They would fit perfectly in the Big East. So would St. Mary's. Do, I mean, so to speak. Would the Big East take? Would the Big East take somebody that far out west though? I mean, at this point, why would you? You know, they've already got Creighton. They've already got some Midwest schools. I think they've. I mean, Creighton's about as far west as they're going, right? Omaha. They've pursued Gonzaga in the past. I Have think, they? Okay. Because yeah, there was a big rumor, I think it was two summers ago, that it was actually going to happen and then uh, did not, fell through. But if, if Gonzaga goes anywhere, I think it's going to go to the Big East. Also a reminder that our text line is for texting, not calling. I saw we just got a call. Yeah. The, the, the latest on the whole Cal and Stanford thing, Pete Thamel did tweet out like late this morning. The ACC presidents met this morning for exploratory call on Cal and Stanford. As expected, no vote was taken. The league is still evaluating the potential decision. <laughs> the early word, though, from, from the sources around the conference are that both Clemson and Florida State don't want this to happen. which Because it makes it harder for them to get out. Well, it makes it harder for them to get out. And more importantly, they haven't changed this, the whole revenue-sharing hierarchy in the ACC. That was something that Phillips promised three or four months ago. We're going to go to, you know, you get more of what you earn than right now. The, the even split thing is going to be a thing of the past. So with Florida State and Clemson being two of the biggest earners, adding Cal and Stanford devalues the individual cut that the, the each program is going to make based on the current revenue-sharing program. We talked about this a little bit yesterday. So, yeah, of course, they're going to, to say no. Like, like, we don't think these two programs add anything to the conference, and they take away at least $2 million per year from what we're making if you want to change the revenue sharing program where we get more of, you know, you eat what you kill, then sure, we might do that, but we're going to force your hand here. We're not just going to go around, go in with something that you feel like solidifies the conference when it's to our detriment. So, yeah, I mean, let's not even act like they give two bleeps about the conference. 
This is all, this is all about Clemson and, and Florida oh, yeah. State. I mean, there's don't don't sit there and, and, and use the word "this is not better for the conference" to me when you don't give two bleeps about well, this conference. They're even saying that they're just like we don't want to do it. Yeah, well, they're saying it's not better for the conference as if it's anything other than affecting their own pocketbook. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, they're at least being open about that. They're like, yeah. it's, they're, they're Florida State very clearly does not care about the conference. They've made no, that clear. of course they didn't care about anybody but Florida State. And they've said that. Yeah, at least you know it's it's one thing to be an a hole. If you're open about it, that's at least somewhat respectable, I guess. Yeah, but I don't think Clemson's Clemson still tries to pretend like they're like team players, don't they? A little bit. Not with this, you know, with them leaking that we're not for this. Like that's very clearly well, a we're not doing this because it doesn't benefit us and it actually hurts us. That, Which yeah, I get. I mean, that's that's fine. If you want the ACC to, to make moves that are going to benefit you. It's time to play your hand. This is the system that's in place. I just don't understand how the AC is still contemplating whether they want to actually invite these two schools. Because they in. don't, they can't make a decision on anything. I mean, are they like, are they sitting around like an office, like yellow notebook, probably doing pros and cons and stuff? Pro, Marshawn Ford. <laughs> Con sucks at football. I mean, what's what's really the break? Does this take more? This shouldn't take more like an hour to figure out, right? If you're if you're like in the big if you're in the ACC. It should have been. It shouldn't take more than an hour to figure out a year ago. <laughs> exactly. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if you if you're the AC and you got off your butt and actually tried something a year or so ago, you may have had a shot at an Arizona, an Arizona, an Arizona State's or Utah. Yeah. Maybe even Colorado. Now you you weren't getting USC and UCLA, and you probably sure as hell weren't getting Washington and Oregon. But you could have gone after somebody instead of going after a third tier. We could have got maybe a second tier. Texture says Brahms D question mark. Oh, Brahm brings it all. He does. Yeah. Texture says on the uh, the steamboat beatdown, you're leaving out the main part of the story. The preppy uh-huh. white dudes were beating up uh-huh. the black dude and didn't take the time to realize that they were the minority on the dock and the steamboat that was trying to park was filled with other black guys. Yeah, it, it happened pretty quickly. Things you turned on them very quickly. It's a steamboat. I went to Ricky Steamboat for some reason. Well. <laughs> He would have loved this fight. <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen, I've watched a little bit more of it on like uh, on on Twitter on, on the X uh, since you brought it up, and I mean it's yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's entertaining. It's, it's good to entertain us for the next twenty four to forty eight hours until somebody else posts a video of doing something stupid. God love the God love America today. Texture says Joey Gatewood may be ruled ineligible. That's not happening. He's That's good. not cool. He's good to go. Well, yeah, he went to Auburn. They're higher education. He's fine. And UCF. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're like the, the the number one school in America. Texas, did Marshawn Ford make an NFL training camp roster? If not, didn't he have an extra year of eligibility that he could have used? He did not, and he could have. He could have uh, technically played this season. He's not on a training camp roster, he which surprised make, me. He's not even on a training camp? No. No. Is he going, I guess, is he going to play in Europe or Canada? Maybe USFL? I don't know. I don't know what his plan is, but he had... It's surprising that he was not one of those guys that, that signed a deal and that made it to a training camp. But that, that does shock. I mean, I'm not saying he would have made a team, but people get offers. I, mean, I know. Colts particularly, I'm surprised they just call him up and say, come on. It's like their quarter, their tight end situation is like like booming out the threads, even though I do like Jelani Wood, they, the guy they have out there. Um, we're, I, there was a part of me that was surprised that he didn't come back and use that extra year, but another part of me that said, I think he was already 22 years old or 23. He would have been a six-year senior yeah. and kind of had proven all he had to prove. Wow. And wow. also his skill set a little bit different than the tight ends that Jeff Brom likes to use. So, I mean, I, I guess I understand, but it does suck that he's – there. 19 players from L are on training camp rosters. 
Marshawn Ford, not one of them. I would have been. I would think if he'd come back for Brom, he would have been moved to the more of a. He would have been listed as a halfback, fullback, instead of just even. Well, that's what he was already listed. As. I know, but he would actually been. I think he'd have been used more out of the backfield, literally, with his hand on the ground as a like a for the the, the older ones out there, a Larry Centers type player. If you're wondering, real quick, the, the names of, of former UFL players who are on training camp rosters as we speak, Yasir Abdullah is a linebacker with the Jaguars. He'll make the team. Jair Alexander, cornerback of the Packers. Best Tutu one. Atwell still with the Rams as a wide receiver. Yeah. Akai Becton still with the Jets as an offensive tackle. Jaron Christian, offensive tackle, is with the Miami Dolphins now. Mm-hmm. Keetra Clark uh, is getting a shot with the Arizona Cardinals as an undrafted free agent. Malik Cunningham is playing quarterback and wide receiver for the Patriots. Yaya Diaby is there. They love him in Tampa Bay. Yeah. He's getting a lot of hype early on. He fits his, that what they like to do down there. He's awesome. Dorian Etheridge is a linebacker with the Falcons. Yeah. Tyon Evans is getting a shot to make the team with the Panthers. Des Fitzpatrick is now with the Steelers as a wide receiver. Jonathan well. Grenard is with the Houston Texans as an outside linebacker. Hassan Hall, we mentioned this the other day, playing in the Hall of Fame game with the Browns as mm-hmm. a running back. Tyler Hudson, T. Huddy, wide receiver with the Rams, uh, along with Tutu Atwell. Mar Jackson, still with the Ravens. Devontae Parker with the Patriots. Sheldon Rankins, DT, still with Houston. Trevor Reed, offensive tackle, is with your Philadelphia Eagles. I didn't know, that. I didn't know he played for Louisville. He did. Uh, Russ Yeast is a safety with the Los Angeles Rams, was a consistent player for them last year, made 20 tackles as a rookie. Reed, I think, was, 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 he, was he a, he's a rookie in the camp this year? Was he yeah, he, was, he played for us last year. Okay, I, I literally just brain parted on him. Yeah. I think I would know a guy named Trevor. Offensive tackle. Trevor with the Eagles. There yeah. you go. Those are the 19 players. I can't, I don't know if he'd make – he might make practice squad. We, Eagles offensive line's pretty deep. I don't think he'll – yeah, he, he seems like a long shot to make Yeah, the, well, the it's it, nothing against him. It's just – little Eagles came into this camp already pretty too deep, and they're pretty much across the line. Texas says, I desperately need football to get here. Just three more weeks of teaching high school. I need September now. <laughs> Texas says, Chris Bell. Once again, looked very impressive today at open practice. Made some impressive catches and was open down the field multiple times. I like hearing that still. The Chris Bell hype continues. Yeah. Texture says, uh, Texture, Trevor, if you could watch any movie for the first time again, TK said, quote, like I've never seen it before. <laughs> this, man <is> going <laughs> to, this man is going to kill it on the ACT. <laughs> Did I, did I say that? Did I say that? Good quote. <laughs> I never forget. So I took the LSAT twice to get into law school. And the first time, I didn't do as well as I wanted to. And Dude, no, we never do. The, the first time I watched, we I was with Mary, we were dating, and we watched the Pineapple Express the night before. <laughs> I took it. Like, I just always think about that movie. I'm like, it cursed me. Like, I, I knew. Funny movie, though. Funny movie. Good movie. I just was not ready for it. Was not in the right mindset. For that. I, I did fine on the LSAT. Like like I've said before, I knew with my GPA I was going to have to like get way above the average score on the LSAT to, to get into law school and to get maybe some scholarship money. And I did above average, but not great. Not not what I knew I needed to do the first time. And I was like, damn, Pineapple Express. I did everything different the second time. It was a lot better. Did my brain that uh, clogged up with bong residue? Or did you did you give a movie answer to that question? I don't think I ended up saying anything. I, I, I couldn't think of... You couldn't think of one? Was, the question was directed specifically at Yeah, you. but I would uh, throw it to you as well. And the Texas, too. I, would, I, would, I have no problem hearing what they, what they would say as well. I'm trying to think of the last time I saw a movie where I was just like... I'm assuming it would be a movie away. you like, right? I yeah, mean, it Obviously, to. yeah. <laughs> I don't watch this. this movie sucked. I can't. Well, I don't know. Maybe you want. Hey, I love being disappointed. For example, I, I do the show. I did not like it one hundred percent. I watched it. You had me rewatch it thirty years later, and I 
it's delightful. It's good. I like it. Dexter actually says The Matrix. I do remember being kind of, again, I was like 13 the first time I saw The Matrix, but I was kind of blown away by that movie. That's when I guess, I, I watched it twice when it first came out and did not like it either time. It's just, it's not my cup of tea style movie. Maybe I should try rewatching it, but I went saw it in theaters and fell asleep almost during it. And I, I watched it when it came out on video and was just like, both times, like, I just, so that's just not my thing. It's just, it's not my genre. I, I mean, my Even answer, I pick Star Wars. this is going to come off as just kind of annoying. It's all right. There's a movie called The Lives of Others, which is maybe my favorite movie of all time. Why? <laughs> I thought I had an obscure favorite movie of all time. Well, it's it's German, so it's subtitles. You have to watch subtitles. But the, I do. That was the last movie that I feel like I You're watched. So but I know. So <laughs> I knew how it was going to be taken. The first, but like I remember, like the next day, I could not stop thinking about the movie. Just like I could not get it out of my head. I wanted to like read more about it, find out more about it. That was the last movie that I watched where I felt like I was just like blown away. It was so how good it was. Lives of Others, the German film. I, I watched, of course, Bastards. This is partial ger- I'm having German. Yeah, I love Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, and that's why it's because you you you're you're German at heart. I don't think that's why. I'm Russian. You're German. I don't think a German would like that movie. <laughs> well, you don't know certain parts. That's true. Up until the end. <laughs> Texas says uh, it explains why Trevor is single. If he knew the cha cha, he'd have more kids than Mike. Okay. I can see you being a cha cha guy, cha cha slide. Cha-cha, real smooth. Is anything like the the, the crib walk, the, the, the crip walk? It is not. <laughs> it's much more like the, it's like a line. Was it, that, was, that, was, that was popular like in the late, early 2000s, right? The sea walk was very popular when I was in high school. Yeah. Oh, God, I, I met at the mall. I went out with her a couple times. And uh, she, uh, she, 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 she bragged like the first time we were hanging out. She's like, I can do the seawalk. I'm like, well, I don't know what the hell that is. What are you talking about? Everybody thought they could do the seawalk. I still, she claims she did. I don't know. I just was like, that's awesome. I'm like, I have no idea what you're doing here. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like, you nailed it. Now, so come over still, and sit. Still, come back and sit on the couch with me, sweetheart. Even back then, you didn't know what it was. <laughs> no, but I played it off well. I, and a younger Trevor actually could pretend like he cared more than older Trevor does. Texter says, uh, Texter, Trevor lives with his mom. He already lives in a matriarchal society. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if you, that's supposed to be a joke on me, Texter, but you're supporting me, so thank you. Yeah, but don't you kind of run the show? <laughs> no. Oh, I pretty house? much just, I well, it's. So this really wouldn't be much of a change. It's more of I, I just kind of sit back and let her think she's in charge of everything. When is in reality, God knows my mom couldn't chew gum and walk at the same time. Or is that time. what you just want to tell yourself? Yeah, well, that's what it, it's both. <laughs> I, I, I pretty much just hang out and in my one room and let her kind of do what she wants. Texas, if ESPN wouldn't give more money for Washington and Oregon, why the hell would they give more money for Stanford and Cal? They wouldn't. That's the thing. This yeah. whole, I mean. It's all about money. To me, I know there are a million questions at the heart of the what is the ACC going to do next conversation. To me, the biggest is still, are they going to be able to rework this meteorite deal? Because a year ago when we were having the same conversation, there seemed to be all this optimism on both sides that they were going to rework this out. Jim Phillips was saying, you know, we, we know it's a priority. We, we're going to restructure this deal to make it more beneficial for us. It was clearly – error in hindsight, and ESPN seemed receptive to the idea that you know, we're going to lose the Big Ten. The ACC is one of our key properties. 
we need to prioritize them. We need to make sure that they're happy. We're willing to renegotiate this. They're not going to get Big Ten money, but you're going to get more than, than what you've got right now, which is a deal that's going to last for another 13 years. And since then, it's been kind of crickets. It's like the Jim Phillips saying, oh, yeah, we're going to restructure our uh, revenue sharing plan and make sure that you know, you're going to get more money if you make more money and all this stuff. And then just nothing happens. So, I, I mean... It sounds like he's, he's aiming for being president someday. <laughs> They've got to get that done. If the ACC is going to survive and be a, it's a not enticing <laughs> option for any of these schools that are out there looking for new homes, looking for a port in the storm, the media rights deal has to be, I think, priority one. I mean, pretty much we're 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 on the way of being just like the Big East on like with slight football, right? The difference is nobody I mean, knows how these schools are going to leave the conference. You got to pay 120 million dollars to get out. Florida State and Clemson aren't, and that doesn't change for the next 13 years. Nobody has come up with a reasonable option when it comes to how they're going to leave. You get all this conjecture, all this chest thumping from FSU saying it's not a matter of if we're going to leave the conference; it's a matter of when we're going to leave the conference. And then when someone says how, they just start stammering and stuttering and have no idea what to say. They've been trying to make, they've been hiring lawyers, they've been exploring this for now like three years. They have found no option as far as how to answer the question of how do you leave. Until that happens, like I don't think the ACC is necessarily going to fall apart. Like I, I just think that you're, you've got at least a few more years to figure this thing out to keep everybody happy because I don't think they can get out of the grant of rights for at least a couple more years. I mean, I, I know it's some. It, should we at some point just like start like? Acknowledging the the giving credit to the ACC's attorneys for coming, which is a great a contract that you can't get out of. It's kind of impressive, don't you think? Impressive, <laughs> one word. <laughs> I mean, how often? Do, I mean, anytime you have someone trying to weasel out of a con, there's always a way out, right? It, yeah, especially in big time money avenues. Uh, there's not a movie I haven't seen where there's not a way out, and for some reason. The ACC has hired an attorney, clearly not Chuck Smurt, who can has come up with a, with a, with a, a ironproof contract that a lawyers of these colleges are being hired to look through and, and, and comb through and cannot find any loophole. I don't know. I mean, as much as I hate the ACC for doing it, I kind of got to give props to the, the, the impressiveness of it. It's impressive. You have to remember, though, the intended purpose, though, was to provide stability. Like, oh, I didn't say it was like, good, good intention. They were trying to lock everybody down. <laughs> they were trying to make sure that like you know, things weren't going to fall apart, that we weren't going to like have teams poached. Everybody was going like everybody wanted this at the time because they thought it was going to rem- to keep the status quo, to keep the conference stable, and to to stop any other shifting, gigantic, seismic shifts in conference realignment. And now you realize it's kind of a prison sentence. We like we, we nobody can get out, but nobody can get in. It's like, well, <laughs> it seemed good in 2011. It yeah. doesn't seem as good now. Uh, it, it's a. Yeah, it, it Anyone have thought about hiring the lawyer who made the contract? <laughs> yeah, somebody needs to get that gun. I mean, maybe because I mean, he might be the one guy that knows where the air shaft is that you can shoot the to kill the Death Star. You're never getting out of this marriage. Uh, you can't hit that. I used to shoot wombats like that back in <laughs> Tatooine all the time. Called out that guy. Well, yeah, that poor guy gets called. I know. Called him out unnecessarily. You know, there's also, uh, you know, the scene where he's talking to his buddy before they get on the plane. He's like, hey, Luke, good to see you from Tatooine. And they, they briefly have a, like, a, 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 a,
I guess is that his name? Zach? The the guy that walks up to him and tells him to get in their planes. If you listen closely, he calls him uh, uh, Hamill. He goes, "Hey, Hamill, get in the plane right now." Does he? Yeah. If, if you listen to him very closely, he calls him Hamill and not Luke. It's a big screw up. And it is, and it just got left in. Yeah. Yeah, Dak is the guy who's like, I could take on the entire empire myself. Well, no, it's it's when it's like, hey, remember when we were back in Tantooine? You said we were gonna be pilots, and then uh, it's like, can't wait to get back. And of course, that dude gets blown up. But hmm. it's right before he gets they they take on the Death Star. They're like, he meets his buddy, and he gets in the ship, and he's like, do you want a new RT unit? And he's like, no, I'll just me and this guy's been together a long time. Is the Hey Hamill thing real? Yes, I'm not seeing anybody. He walks up and he's like him. Hey, he's like, and maybe he says Mark, but he says, he says but he doesn't say Luke. It's one of those. It's one of those kind of like like goof ups, like with the the same with the uh, stormtrooper hits his head on the door when he's walking through. I can respect it. <laughs> I don't see anybody else saying this. this. This seems like a Trevor thing that you heard one time when you were twelve years no, old. No, 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 no. Usually when that happens. You, you, it turns out that I was, I am right. You know, there's something there, like uh, Mariah Carey opening up a garage door with her vocals. This he, seems, this seems, wrong. I'm gonna, do you, do you know the scene I'm talking about? Yes, but nobody when else is saying this. You, well, <laughs> you need to find it. You need to show your work here. I'm, I'm not buying this. Okay, I will find it for you as we go on. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, new sports stock is out today that I'm excited about. We'll discuss that and we'll get Ooh. back to your text on the Thornton's text line at 502. 414-1450. It's the Mike Rutherford Show, Tuesday edition here on 1450 The Big X. Tickets to Lou City. How do we want to do that? You get to pick, Trevor. Um, trivia. <laughs> the first person to guarantee they'll come and pick me up and take me to the ACT. No, no, no. <laughs> no. The first person to find the link to that that they clipped on Star Wars that I know existed and send it to Mike so he'll admit that I'm right again. And nobody can find that. Also, you're. He, that he calls her Carrie has also been debunked. It's not a real thing. I'm gonna. I'm. I. I, I got tired of looking for you. I brought up Disney Plus in the movie. I'm getting that scene for the next break. There's. <laughs> there's the old urban legend that he says, "Hey, Carrie." Mark Hamill does, and he says he's talked about. It. He's like, this always comes up. Oh well, he doesn't want to admit he screwed up. Well, no. He's like. He's like. You, you, I don't think people know how this works. Like, it's. That's not the actual scene. Like, we. You go and you record the lines. Like with the action, like it, it, what you're doing, what you're seeing is not the actual audio that you hear from the movie. Not we, always. We don't just do it one scene. But he's like, he's like, we go. And he's like, there's no reason I would say, hey, Carrie, and they would leave it in the movie. We're there cutting lines. He says, he says, there she is, is what I'm saying, and it gets cut off because it's part of the scene. Is what is his, his excuse? Story. Okay. Well, 
<laughs> there you go. I mean, things get left in movies, people. I, I mean, Pretty Woman Alone has like 32 different errors. Oh, every movie has errors. Yeah. But that one, you know, it's an audio thing, I think, would be, it'd be pretty tough to screw up. Um, how about this? We'll ask a Philadelphia Eagles trivia question. Lost me. Say what? Can you hear? What, what, are, you, what are you doing right now? Just clean up the video for a, the stop, next. Stop. I'm, I'm stopping because of the next break. I'll show it to you. Just pay attention for a second. I, I've, okay. I've seen the video before. I watched it during the break because I, I. Not the Carrie one. I'm talking about the Mark one. Oh, you found the, the Hamill. Yeah. Okay. I had to go to Disney Plus and bring the whole movie up to do it. Because <laughs> apparently I'm the only one who knows this. Go <laughs> Okay, so what's our trivia? We're doing Eagles trivia question. Ooh, ooh I'm good. Can, okay, am I eligible? No. Oh. Uh, these are either really, really hard or really easy. Okay. In their first Super Bowl appearance. Yes. Who did the Philadelphia Eagles play? There oh. you go. First person to correctly text that in to 502-414-1450. You're getting two tickets tomorrow night's. Uh, the Pelic guy already texted them. You're getting two tickets yeah. tomorrow night's Lou City Charleston battery like game question. out there at Lynn Family State. Well, the, the second trivia question on there was where did Donovan McNabb play in college? I'm like, come on, guys. Uh, Dolphins is incorrect. 502 414 1450. First team that the Eagles ever played in a Super Bowl, their first Super Bowl appearance. Hint was 1980. It was. Not a great hint. There it is. <laughs> there we go. We finally got one. First, uh, it's the Pele guy. You got it right after the second guess. <laughs> I guess it's Mark Campbell. <laughs> Mark Campbell came in. Uh, the Oakland Raiders is the correct answer. The, oh, yeah, oh, yes, they were, they were Oakland still at the time, and uh, they were the first wild card team to beat uh, to win a Super Bowl that year. Were it, they? It was in New Orleans. Yeah, they were the first wild card to win it. Okay. Um, they uh, famous. The number one seed in the AFC that year was the uh, Browns. And lost on the, uh, oh, God, Browns fans are going to kill me for this. Because that's one thing I love about football. Football is the one sport where every memorable play has a name. No other sport does that like football, right? I think we've talked about this before. Like, you have, like, the sea of hands and the, you know. The catch. The, the ca- yeah, the catch. And you have. Immaculate reception. Exactly. Can You can't name that. any Basketball, baseball, no other sport has like that football does. Uh, and in this that's case, a good, that's a good point. Well, what it, else do you like? What I can't even the block. People say that with LeBron, the chase down block. But, this, but when I say but the block, yeah, is anybody going to really automatically go to that play? I think so. Actually, I mean, maybe you're you're probably me a certain generation would I guess. But I mean, if you said it to me, I don't know if I'd automatically think of that. Well, I'm not surprised there. Yeah, you shouldn't. You hate the NBA. Uh, but the play I was thinking of with that would be I think it's called Red Red Right Rifle. I think is the. And it's named the Browns. It's got that name because that was the play the Browns called, and they threw an interception when all they had to do is basically take a knee and kick a field goal to win, and they lost the game. I mean, I guess it's because the NFL like <laughs> just football's the only <laughs> football's the only sport that like has set names for plays like that. Like you'll have yeah, Holy Roller, Ghost in the Post. Right I mean, now, again, keep in mind a lot of these basically are seventies and early eighties when NFL Network was at its be- its peak, and not NFL Network the show, but NFL Film. Excuse me. It was kind of at its peak, and you were naming, you know, but I mean, even then, even if I would say the helmet catch, yeah, I mean, you know what you know what you're thinking of, Giants, uh, Patriots, yeah. Granted, it's not as fancy as the name is, you know, you know, Ghost in the Post, but still, I mean, I'm yeah, I, I always wonder like like basketball and baseball too. Baseball, especially a sport with a longer tradition, you think would maybe have something, but. Yeah, but football, you have, like, set plays every single time. Like, you've got sets in basketball that all have names, but not necessarily, like, 
yeah, specific but, plays. But they're all these are all plays that are memorable moment plays, like clutch plays in, in postseason playoff more often than not. But I mean, and you you, you tell we had those type of moments in all sports. Yet football is the one that is the most creative when it comes to naming it. Yeah, but what would you even call like a memorable play in baseball if a dude hits a walk off home run? Besides just a walk off home run. I don't. Know, I guess it depends. Like to me, I I know it's not named, but if you say the bat flip, I think Jose Batista against the Rangers. There's like a million bat flips. I know. I, I mean, that's there's got to be. That's what I'm saying. It's got to be like a memorable one, like in a postseason, like you said, the block. I mean, like even Kirk Gibson's home run, like it just—it's—it's it's all like it's the same. Like it—it's it, not the the home runs look different, but essentially it's the same thing. Pitcher throws a ball, dude hits a ball out of the park. Like football plays have like the immaculate reception. Everybody knows, like ball bounces around to a bunch of different people. Franco Harris catches it and runs it in. Or like, sea of hands. Yeah, there's just different things. I I, I can see why the football well, lends itself to having more names, but baseball would be tough. I mean, I think, I mean, you say, you know, Gibson home run, I picture him limping around, you know, doing the arm pump and, you know. Well, yeah, but like, it's, it's, there's looking, no name so, for it. Yeah. Uh, Pat, in, young Patrick Ryan texted in and said the called shot is kind of the only baseball one. I was going to say the shot is that would be, you know, Babe Ruth in the 30, was it 32 World Series? What wouldn't be the shot? It's He's the called shot. Called shot. 30, was it 31 or 32? It's against the Cubs, I know that. It's a long time ago. Oh, Scoot said the watch shot. I know that's why I laughed. That's a great one. You didn't see that when I did when it came across last. I thought thought that too. I thought that was funny. I mean, even college football has like you know band on the field. Yeah, and uh, I mean the the the, the, I mean I know hail mary is not uncommon, but I mean you have I mean I think hail mary think college football I think of you know Doug Flutie, Miami. I mean I just yeah I just uh, football just I don't know maybe just has it all the. (laughs) Or <laughs> Texan Bartman play. That's Bartman the, play is, is is one. That's if you say Bartman, yeah, I'm thinking that play. I guess that would be one. Ooh, Texas says the block would be Prince chasing down Miller. Yes, yeah, so I'm, I, 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 I refuse to ignore that goaltending <laughs> call. Um, I mean, I think it's shot though. Like I don't know why. Like you say in, ba- in basketball, the shot. My mind goes Jordan over Elo for some reason. It was like a million of the shots. Yeah, no. I mean, but really, has there been? I mean, memorable like. Last second, like buzzer beaters in, in postseason history. I mean, how I many? Kyrie Irving shot gets a lot of love now in that in game seven. See, I wouldn't even no, jump on my radar for some reason. Because you don't watch the NBA. Well, yeah, but that was also like ten years ago. No, it wasn't. It was like seven years ago. It was twenty sixteen. Was that when you talking about when it was Cavs, right? Yeah, game seven, Cavs Warriors. Yeah. Somebody take the Bush push. Another good Bush one. push was a good one. Yeah, that's a college, college one. football. Yeah, that's a great game. So football in general, just that's one thing I love about football. I guess in general, is that college or pro is it? It has the cool nicknames that we just don't. It, we it, should do more in baseball and basketball somehow, though. It's just tough to name them because they're all like the, the, the plays have such less of an identity without using a player's name. That's the hard part. The Anderson punch. <laughs> you see, he got hit by like I say. I say wide right. What what, what are you going to think of the Florida State Miami? Well, I was going to say Scott Norwood, but okay. Oh, see, I think wide right. The original wide right game is Florida State Miami. That's true. Yeah. Wide right. Here's the kick. Wide right. The one year did go wide left. I think though. It, it did, but like the original <laughs> wide right game was the, the first one, and then it was like three years in a row. Uh, Texas, the Weber's timeout. Yeah, you say the Weber. I mean, that's basically just errors. But again, also that has a name. Again, that has a name in it. Like you almost have to. The the Chris Jenkins uh, shot. The I know the the play was just called Nova. That they ran like the, the and now what? somebody all these other college teams they'll run that 
and they have a different name for it now, and I can't remember what it is. Well, the watch shot was pretty much the same play. Well, the watch, yeah, the it's where you where you penetrate and then dick kick back and just flip it behind you. I mean, that's kind of what it was. Well, the, the Nova one was different though, because it's the dude who inbounded the pass running the court, and there's two passes. You get it to the, the secondary man and the trailer well, on well, the right wing. Trailer is what I was speaking of, and just in general. Um, but yeah, there's a, a name for that set now because somebody ran into the NCAA tournament last year and they talked about it. Um, hmm. And I can't remember what it is, but I know Nova just called it Nova, which Nova. is not overly creative. That was the name of the child. The shot her around the world is, the, is probably the big one. That's, that's Bobby we, Bobby Thompson, right? Right. We've left that yeah. one out. Which that's base. Yeah, that's baseball. Yeah, that's. Now, I think baseball also they call the catch the Willie Mays catch in the, the World Series. Yep, you know, the basket the catch. Um, I'll give you that. Give, yeah, that's that's the good ones. Texas. When I hear the shot, I think Christian Leitner against UK. I mean, that's that's the problem with saying the shot is it's really it could be a dozen things. I feel like whenever I hear that game referenced, though, they say the Leitner shot. I feel like it's never. I never hear the shot. I always hear the Leitner shot. I guess with basket, a game of basketball, you have to include a play. You have to include a person's name with the moment to to recognize it. If I say if I say Ghost in the Post, I don't have to say Dave Casper. You should know it. You might not, but I, I do. I, I'm, I'm a geek, so I do. I mean the well, the thing is in football, you have to have. Multiple people touching the ball in a play, right? So you've got multiple, you're always going to have multiple people involved in a well, play. Well, yeah, I guess quarterback. Yes. Basketball, it can be a lot more individual centric. So I think that's why you have a lot more Buckner game. Yeah, the, the, the Buckner play for sure. But I feel like that's more known as just. I, 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 I don't know. Do you think Buckner or do you think Mookie Wilson for some reason? I think Buckner. I mean, Mookie Wilson coming around to score. I mean, Ray, Ray Knight's the one that made the hit, right? I mean, nobody thinks anybody besides <laughs> Buckner. I guess, yeah. Texture says, uh, Mouse in the Palace. Not really a play, but yeah. <laughs> definitely, def- definitely had a name, for sure. That's poor NBA. Like, they're one, they're only one up there so far without having <laughs> to goodness, Mouse in the Palace. <laughs> We've got one, too. Yeah, yeah, don't leave us out here, people. <laughs> Music City Miracle. That's a good, that's again, that's one of the more modern football ones. Because, I, like I said, a lot of the footballs are based like 70s and early 80s. But yeah, Music City Miracle, the Helmet Catch, those are some of your more modern ones, and a good one at that. Someone, I like that one. Someone sent in a sample ACT question for you. Ooh, I like this. This is way too long. Is it like, like too too long? Yeah. It, 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 we, Who said Boise State is a trivia question? By the way, <laughs> I think somebody's always. It's probably Boise guy. Oh, yeah, it's probably yeah, I didn't think about that one, yeah. Texas, the bloody sock game. Again, that's a, g- a game, not really a play, though. Yeah, that's true. And also bleep Kurt Schilling. He's a loser. But the bloody sock I is, that's, that's yeah, I, that's, that's a good baseball the one. The flu game, another game, but not actually a play. Yeah, that's a good one for basketball. Philly, Philly. Oh, those Philly special. I love how it's, <laughs> everybody calls it Philly special, but yeah, if you if actually watch it, he just says Philly, Philly when he goes up to him. Oh, is that but I thought they called the play Philly Special. The, the play is technically called Philly Special. Oh. But when if you ever watch it when Fools runs up to him and he goes, what do you want to do? And he goes, Philly, Philly. And he goes, let's do it. And so that's – and then he comes out and he goes, Philly, Philly. Texas Carlton Fisk home run against the Reds. That's not a but name. But they don't have a that, name for That's it. more of an image of him just waving, yeah. That was the uh, Denny Doyle, my, my cousin in that game. Was it? Yeah. Of Doyle rules. Playing for the Red Sox. Doyle was the name of the in the name of the uh, the brothers also in uh, Always Sunny, where the one tries out for the Eagles. I think that's Ohio. Ohio, okay. They love their milk. Yes, <laughs> our brother's gonna make the team. <laughs> Texture says uh, ironclad, not ironproof. Trevor, did you say ironproof earlier? But doesn't doesn't it both count? No, 
What, what's the difference between clad and proof? I mean, ironclad is just the word that you're looking for. Yeah, but iron proof is the same thing, right? Well, no. Iron proof would, would mean that it's just free from iron, being able to pen, be penetrated by iron. Iron can't affect it. No, proof can be used as, an, it, it can also be used as like an example. Like it's iron, like there's no, it's no, there's no, no rebutting it. <laughs> it's, it's the proof. There's, there's no, there's no rebutting this proof because it's iron clad. It's iron proof. I'm gonna screw myself up in my own defense. Okay. <laughs> Texas says an ACC classic. The band is on the field. Yeah. <laughs> it took me a minute to. I was about to be like classic ACC showdown. I mean, seriously, I even made that own joke the other day where I said they're gonna be on ACC classics, doing the uh, documentary of that. <laughs> ACC legend Mark Madsen coming back to coach, uh, <laughs> coach another ACC school. I'll give AC Network though. The, of all the like the, the the like traditional stuff they do, they don't they, they do stick pretty kind of their old school schools when they show that I.E. Duke, Georgia Tech, and so on. Florida State now. Do they do one for Florida State? Doing that, we were talking about it yesterday. They're doing that ninety nine documentary. Oh well, that's right. You mentioned it's that, the McPoils, yeah. by the way, not the O'Hoyles. Oh, well, we're all wrong. We're yeah. wrong. All right, let's take a break. We come back five o'clock hour. More madness. We'll get into some U of L football topics. I've got a question for Trevor. We'll play a little AITA. And then, of course, uh, text line 502-414-1450. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. 5 o'clock hour up next here on 1450 and 96.1. I got you, bro. They say I love won't pay the rent. You said Brom instead of baby. So you cannot change anything else. It works. It's great. The entire song just stays the same. Five o'clock hour here, the Mike Rutherford Show, Tuesday edition Perfect. on 1450, 961 the Big X. Text in at 502-414-1450 on the Thornton's text line. Let's to get to this hour. We're going to play a little AITA a little bit later. Am I the A-hole? We've got some other quick hitter stories to get to, and then we'll get back to you guys on the Thornton's tax line. I, I did want to talk about these comprehensive team rankings from Rivals. So, so Rivals, this is the first year they've done this, where they put together their inaugural comprehensive team rankings. They take into consideration both the high school prospects and the transfer signed from the transfer portal that are coming on campus to compete this upcoming season. So you've got okay. every other you know, recruiting network, every other site, they'll give you – Recruiting rankings, the best classes. Now people, a lot of people are doing the transfer rankings individually. But Rivals is the first person to put all these together and say the best class of newcomers, essentially, overall. Where was on three? Where were they slacking? No, it's on three. <laughs> so he's saying what KSR wants him to do. I'm just teasing. <laughs> Louisville makes an appearance in these rankings. All right. I love being in the rankings. Which are headlined by Alabama, shockingly, yeah. Yeah. and Georgia. No. I mean, I mean USC is three, LSU is four, Texas is five. 
But the comprehensive team rate, Louisville's number 20. Okay. And this is like recruiting and transfer everything combined. Yeah. That's the point. Yeah. yeah. So you've got a fun. solid transfer portal class. You've got arguably the best recruiting class in program history. You put them all together. It's a top 20 group of newcomers, according to rivals. That has to make you feel excited about the, the start of the Jeff Brom era coming up here in just three short weeks. I mean, I didn't need any more reason to be excited, but it does help. A little fuel to the fire. Um, just out of curiosity, I have to ask, where okay. is uh, – where, where's uh, I? I'm not guy. Kentucky. <laughs> I use that on the list. Oh, sorry, Scoots. If I could get the page to load, which I can't again. I, I'm right there with you. I'm sitting there trying to play no. this clip for you. I'm like, come on, back. T- you ever hit the back 10 seconds thing on a video? Well, you, and see, it, no, have you ever done that? And you sit there and you wait, and it's, it's like 30 seconds where it plays again. See, but you're on your phone, so you're using the same crap internet that I am. You don't have you just you don't understand my problems because you're hardwired in with that computer back there. So your internet's just lightning speed. Oh, it's so fast. I'm, I've got to use my um, my hotspot, which is the slowest thing on earth because the Wi-Fi just does not work here anymore for some reason, and so just I can't get anything to load. I'm but hardwired. Let's just say that UK is not on the list because I can't get it. To, I can't get it to load. I know we're twenty. I know Alabama's one. Georgia's two. USC's three. I don't uh, need no stinking list four, to show me that Texas UK's five, not on it. And we'll just say UK's not on it. No, no. They're probably not on it. Is Western on it? Yes, 17. Aren't they really? No. <laughs> they're ahead of us? You're going to make it up. At least say 27. Well, it's, I think it's the top 25 list. So. Say 24. We will, uh, <laughs> when, when that loads in 20 minutes, I'll give you the full rundown of where Kentucky lands. Or hey, we'll where, still be on the air. Where they don't land. Jesus. Uh, we've got Louisville Bats. radio tease. You got wanna- <laughs> Louisville Bats baseball coming your way later tonight. Again, the Bats in St. Paul taking on the Saints. 7.37 is the first yep. pitch. 8.07 first pitch. No, 8.07 first pitch, 7.37 pregame. There we go. Well, we don't have to start our coverage based on these wonky St. Paul Saints times. I mean, they're just – they're late tonight. It's going to be a late night for Trevor. I mean, every night's a late night for Trevor. Why yeah, you, but it's going to be – Why are you acting like you're going to be kept no, but, up No, but I mean, I'm not, it's going to be probably close to midnight by time I leave here. Yeah. By the time they do the but game you, and the postgame. game. like 4 a.m. Yeah, I, I think I, I might. I, I, I think I might just leave the PS Five up here tonight, and because I'm gonna be up here tomorrow at one thirty. You gonna sleep here? No, God no. I've done it before, but no. Did you see the Colin Cowherd gaff? Speaking of, we talking about the, the Star Wars gaffs. Did you see the Colin Cowherd gaff today? Mm, I mean, his whole career is a gaff. But it, okay, it, it is. But he's doing. He was doing this whole thing. You know, it's we've run out of football topics to talk about on August eighth. So you're just doing this. You're, you're playing the hits, like absolute. Speaking in absolutes, this could never happen. This will absolutely happen. And so he's ranking these quarterbacks into tiers of, like, have won the Super Bowl, can win the Super Bowl, and then, uh, like, like high-end starter quarterbacks, and then guys who could not, who are, will never win the I'm, Super Bowl. I'm assuming he gave the never win to someone who's won. No, he gave the never win to one of the people on the list was Dwayne Haskins. Who's dead. Who passed away 18 months ago. Yeah, yeah, hit by a bus. Technically That's... correct in that Dwayne Haskins cannot win a Super Bowl, but the, so he's not even on the, first of all, the, the list, the graphic says quarterbacks that can win Super Bowls, and he has to clarify, he's like, that says can, it should say can't. And, and then he like starts reading off names, Teddy Bridgewater's on the list as well, but he's like, Teddy Bridgewater, Blake Bortles, Johnny Manziel, like, Baker Mayfield, well, wait, 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 Dwayne wait. Haskins. I'm like, well, he's dead. Okay, aside from the whole, yeah, he's not even with us on his earth anymore thing, even when Dwayne Haskins was in the NFL, why would you even care to rank him? He was a, like a third-string quarterback to it's, begin with. It's very silly, but I saw it. I was like, a, this is a, a new low point of talking season. Wow. I mean, that's – yeah, you, <laughs> you mean the backup at Detroit's never going to – I mean, come on. 
Then why do you even mean back? There's only 30 quarterbacks you need to really name, or 32, it's I guess. Just a silly thing. Speaking it's of Johnny so Manziel, corny. did you see that there's the, the new Netflix documentary, The Long Awaited Doc, is out today? I saw Haskins and him trending. I was wondering why. Uh, no, I'm not. I did not see that. I'm excited to watch it. I think it'll be. I mean, he was such a phenomenon. He's come out. There have been some stories this week. He's been like officially diagnosed with. He's he's bipolar. It's not just like a oh he's he's kind of weird. He's got some like he's he's got a legitimate mental condition that he's now apparently has has taken care of and he's got a lot better. I do want to see. People have watched it, and not shockingly, Texas A&M does not come off very well. They sort of they facilitated a lot of his poor behavior and, uh, and really way. did nothing to stop it. Curious, but yeah, he's. I mean. He, I, the trailer makes me very. I'm probably gonna watch it tonight because I'm excited about it. It's that Untold series, which also had the the thing on Manti Teo last. That's year. who also did the 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 uh, the, the uh, American Gladiators I watched. Oh, okay, gotcha. The the unauthorized Untold story series or whatever I think it's, it's what just it, called Untold. Is the is, okay? Is the maybe this maybe it's this different than I don't know. But um, the Manti Teo they did another. They did a couple. Of them didn't they? Didn't do, they did a basketball one as well, right? I think so, but the. The, the, the Teo one was the one that got a lot, and this is the one that people have been waiting for. So I'm very excited to see that. I, I want to watch that. I, you, I do still want to watch the Bishop Sycamore thing that comes out on the 23rd, um, which I, I got access to in the email. I, I might I'll, try to watch both those tonight. They, they, I, without looking it up off the top of my head, I believe they did the Mouse in the Palace one, which I did not want to watch. That's why you didn't like the Teo one last year, because you, you had... You came in with bad thoughts because you didn't like the. Well, I don't need them to tell me about mouse. I remember every bit of it, and most of what they said was kind of made up to begin with. So, <laughs> I mean, just want to. Trevor tell you. knows everything that happened. I was. He I was might there. as well have been there. He was in the locker rooms. He's talked to all the players. He knows the real story. The Johnny Football one. I am intrigued. I mean, is it? We can look back on it. I mean, if not, is is Johnny Manziel kind of the? The original spark that led us to have we, what we are now with having Neil. I mean, with that, I mean that was kind of he the, was one of them for sure. I mean, Hibbs' whole like autograph session stuff, and yeah. I mean that was I, th- I feel like that was kind of the when you, you you go back in like fifty years or you know whenever we're talking the history of Neil uh, NIL and sports, I feel like that's where you kind of start where it really kind of starts is the Johnny Menzel story. I think you're probably there's probably a lot of truth to that. I mean, there's obviously people before him. I mean, yeah, I get, but, you'll but like people, his whole argument and stuff. Yeah, people will bring up the the Ed O'Bannon case. People mm. will bring up the the tattoos in Ohio State and how ridiculous it all seems in hindsight. But I think yeah, the one that may have been a tipping point. I think you're probably right. Was was probably the Johnny Manziel thing, where and he says it, I've only seen the trailer, but he talks about you know I was the biggest thing in sports at the time, and I, I'd never been approached about anything like this. And then a guy comes up to me and says. Sign these, lays out a, a bunch of pictures for me, and says, "I'll give you thirty grand to sign these." And he said, from that point forward, it was just slippery slope. Like I'm, yeah. I'm doing anything. Like why shouldn't I be making money off my name? Especially with him, he was the first one to argue that on my name. Where before him, it was I should get paid because they're making millions. I should make millions. And he was the one, the first one to say, "Hey, no, it's not about you know they're making money. I should make money. It's I'm. This is my image. This is my likeness." He was a, he was one of those guys too, and we talk about it a lot. I think more when it comes to women's basketball and men's college basketball. He was a guy, and obviously we have the benefit of hindsight now, but he was someone who I think you could have easily foreseen his star never getting bigger than it was at his peak in college. There were some people who thought he was going to be a superstar NFL quarterback, yeah. but he was he's small. He had a little bit of a limited arm compared to some of the, the, the big-name rocket arm quarterbacks that you mm-hmm. see in the NFL today. 
he's a guy who probably, you know, if it were today, you'd say, get what you can while you can. There's no guarantee that you're going to be making big-time NFL contracts. Like, this may be the most marketable you ever are. No. And you know, the fact that he wasn't able to fully, at least legally, or by NCAA bylaws, benefit off of it when he was there may have been the spark that really ignited where we are today. And first freshman to win the Heisman. Red shirt, nonetheless, but still freshman. Still older than Lamar Jackson when he was. Yeah, well, that's crazy. I wonder if I guess we'll have, I wonder if we'll have a true freshman win the Heisman. Yeah, I guess we still haven't, have we? No, he's the closest thing we've had as a redshirt freshman. Because Tebow was the first sophomore to ever do it. And he was a true sophomore. He, was he? I thought he was a redshirt for some reason. I thought he was. I'm, I might be wrong. I thought he was a true sophomore. I could be wrong. Though. Either way, he was the first technical yeah. sophomore, and then Manziel was the first freshman, and then Lamar was, was the youngest to ever win it. And Lamar was a sophomore when he won it. He was a sophomore, but by age. Yeah, was, yeah, by he age. He was younger yeah. than Manziel when he, when he won it. Because I think Manziel was technically like, by age. He was like 21 when he was a redshirt freshman. I mean, you talk about Manziel's game and not going to the NFL, and I agree, but. Like, I think of Manziel's game, and I'm like, it's kind of like a 2012 version of Jeff Brom's game. I mean, not not overly, not like Lamar Jackson athletic, but athletic enough to make plays. He was super, he was very not, not Not a great arm, but good enough to get, I mean, I, Johnny Manziel was kind of Jeff Brom in, in, in the 2000s. If you put Jeff Brom in the, the 2010s, maybe he won a Heisman. Uh, James Winston was also a freshman. Redshirt who won it the year after. Oh, what so. was he really? I don't remember that. It was Redshirt Lord. freshman. <laughs> Jameis Winston's entire career, both pro and collegiate, is just easily don't want to be forgotten. Well, I mean, not one of the worst. Don't get me wrong; not the worst Heisman. Title. I mean, when you think, if I say embarrassing Heisman winner, like what, like what's the name that comes to your mind? Jason White. That's a that's Gino Toretta. Jason White winning it over Larry Fitzgerald still is just malpractice. I mean, Woodson winning over Manning was still out malpractice, and Woodson at least was good. <laughs> I mean, at least, at least Woodson was good. I mean, give him that. Yeah, I mean, he's, he shouldn't have won it. He didn't deserve it. Uh, six, the text line's blown up. About Are they? What did I say? Uh, I think people were just getting in on the, the last topic, the, the plays. So a lot of it was Okay. I didn't mean to start such a great topic. My bad. It's a good topic. Texture says, uh, speaking of controversial events that happened over the weekend – did you see that people were falsely accusing Jamie Foxx of being anti-Semitic for making a harmless post about friendship? We're living in a safe space society. I, I did see the people freaking out, and it did seem like, you know, have some... I, I saw what he was trying to say, and it, it was... Yeah, people get mad about it a lot. Like, I cracked up... Uh, do you know who Stephen Amell is? I don't. He played Green... He, play, he plays in the show Heels. He's also in... He played, like, Green Arrow, I think, or Green Hornet, one of those green... One of those green guys in green the comic sum. book. Yeah. And uh, he's just getting destroyed on social media the last few weeks because it's anti-union because he said he's not anti-union. He just doesn't believe striking is the best method of, of action. And because he said that, everybody's like, you hate the union. It's like, I don't think that's really kind of what he meant. <laughs> like, he's just, he's just, he's pro-union. It's just because you don't agree with an action doesn't mean you're anti against that person. Uh, Texas says, I didn't get to hear Mike's reaction to Teddy Bridgewater going to the Lions. Can you please repeat? I was very excited. Very excited. Still very excited. And you can barely hide it. I think I said it was the best thing that's happened to me since becoming a Lions fan. Not since Jason Hansen's draft in, in, in the second <sighs> round of 1991. I do love the franchise. <laughs> Where did he go to school? Uh, you've told me before. I can't remember. Michigan never State. I, I always say Eastern Michigan because it came to my head again, and I was like, that's not right. Like, if you told me I, you can mock someone for taking a kicker in the second round, but if you told me that kicker is going to be one of your top five kickers in the NFL for 20 years, is that not worth a second round pick? Still probably not. I mean, it depends. I guess you could look at who got taken around him, maybe. But yeah. I mean, uh, Texas embarrassing Heisman winners, uh, OJ Simpson. No, well, that's different. Dip, 
Different embarrassing. <laughs> uh, Scoots texted in and said, I hate the guy, but the Jake Paul Untold is actually really good. Jake Paul was, I don't know if that's the one that was at SummerSlam, but he actually does a good job in the ring. Is he Jake or Logan? I think that's Logan. Jake's the, the, the boxing one. Okay. I mean, he's not great, but he's, listen, you're, you're that athletic and that size, and you can you put, in a good, put him in a ring with a good hand, especially one like Ricochet, Trevor Mann. Then uh, yeah, he's he's gonna look good. I he, would actually like to watch because this is one of the, those areas where I sort of feel like you, where it's it's a generational thing. Like I don't understand the, the Paul brothers. Like, oh, how, I don't know why they're popular. Like how we got here. I, I would I love no to idea. watch a story that kind of explained a little bit of that. The first time that either one of them were on my radar, I think it was, I, I think it was Jake. I believe he's the older one. Someone can correct me. He was making national news because he had, he was doing the thing that YouTube stars do, do now, where they all they live in the same house and they create content. And they make all these videos a day, and the house was like neighbors were going crazy about how much noise they were making, how much partying they were doing, and he was just like you know f you middle fingers up. And I was like, who who the hell is this kid? And the next thing I know, he's in like legitimate boxing matches where I, I still can't tell if it's if it's real or if like he's paying people to take dives or if nobody actually cares like is he is he a legit boxer nobody seems to be able to figure this out and they're doing WWE stuff and they you know, they're singing at one point like I don't I, I still don't, I, I know that he's super famous I know that they're both super famous and super rich I don't know how we got here Yeah that, I can say that for almost anybody that's quote famous because they're a, you know quote a YouTuber Logan is older than Jake is he okay? I don't. I, I. I didn't. I know. Jack, I didn't. Jack, they neither reached my radar until about a year or so ago, when I guess Jake started in the box. He said the boxing thing, and then Logan showed up on WWE, and I was kind of like, I, I don't know who this guy is, and I had to you know Google him, and turned out they're brothers. And there's I mean, all these YouTubers that you I just don't know, know why. They, I don't. I don't know how they got popular though. It's, like, all, it's YouTube. Like all these YouTubers are out there that are like you and I have never heard of. Most people our age who are listening to this have never heard of, and they are millionaires. Like it's bad, I, I listen to them talking. They just they're like walking sphincters. I mean, they're just, they have no, like, I don't know how anybody would like be entertained by. I, I, it's just the kids do. Kids, they, they just sit there. The, be, the best part about Logan WWE is they have did for like two years now have just determined to make him a baby face, and yet he gets booed everywhere he. He they did a show in Cleveland, his hometown, and he got booed out the place. You don't get not even heels get booed in their hometown. MJF gets cheered in Long Island, and yeah, he's. <laughs> I think they're starting to finally embrace them, make him a heel, but uh, they have tried for like two years to make him a face, and no one likes him. He gets booed nonstop everywhere he goes. Apparently, Jake was a Disney Channel kid. Oh, well, I wouldn't have they known. They both him. were early in the YouTube and Vine space. Yeah, people. A lot of people got famous in, on Vine. Okay. Texas Jake was the poop head in the neighborhood. Logan was in trouble for filming a guy in the suicide forest in Japan. I remember that too. Remember Don't it? know what that is. I remember that being a thing. The uh, Disney thing, being connected to Disney doesn't shock me though, I guess. Isn't that like, I mean, Disney's fingerprints are, I mean, for a long time have all been, since probably like the late 90s, have had their fingerprints on all teenage popularity. Yeah, a lot of it for sure. Scoot says that doc gets into the, all that, Mike. I didn't know that the backstory either. Yeah, I would like to watch that because I, I am, I mean, I'm intrigued. I mean, clearly these people are making a gigantic imprint on the popular culture, and I just don't – I feel like I don't know enough about them. The Manziel one, I might, I'm intrigued on seeing maybe a little bit. The, I could care less about the Jake Paul. Like, it, well, is Jake Paul a legitimate boxer? I mean, he's he, he's Not lost barely. once. I think he just – doesn't he just take on, like, over-the-hill people and – He's fought some, like, some pretty, like, legit fighters. And, like, I thought the only ones he's fought were, like, guys that were, like, way past their prime. This guy never had a prime. He just fought – This Nate, guy's dead. He just fought Nate Diaz, right? <laughs> Cross him off the list. <laughs> yeah, I saw – did you see that tweet? No. Somebody responded to Dwayne Haskins. 
<laughs> Cross them off the line. <laughs> and then at the bottom, that's how I saw the story. Somebody that's, sent me that tweet. I, and then I, at the I, bottom, I shouldn't laugh at that, right? But he, he threw the line out there, and then he said, "I'm sorry." In parentheses, I was like, "It's, it's a good, it's, it's a good tweet." I mean, that's still my favorite. I mean, when they showed up to spring training, it's so great that movie. He was also in Boston. We showed him two years ago. We did four years ago. <laughs> Texture says. Trevor, no need to take the ACT just to walk around Wagner. I will take you on a tour, or even you can do a show from the school. We can set it up in the room where you spent the most time in school suspension. That was a uh, trailer, though. I don't want to go into the trailer. Trailer sucked. We have access there. Uh, do, uh, is this a teacher there or a, a janitor? What, who, who is this? I need more Somebody info. Somebody who's got access. Somebody who knows. How do you have access, Texer? Do you, do you work there? I mean, I'm assuming yes. Can you get me a key? Texas, I have an ironproof guarantee that Trevor scores less than a 20 on the <laughs> ACT. Locking an iron. I need to start, like, if I have a score over, my goal is 16, right? 18 is to be D1 eligible. Okay, I thought my goal was just to get half of what Patrick got, which is, he got 32, so mine would be 16. Well, the question was, will you get half of what he got on any section? Oh, okay, okay. My bad. I, mis- I misunderstood. Probably not good to misunderstand things when i got to go like, take a not test. Not a great start. Not a great day. <laughs> not a great start at all. The guy who said he works for the company that distributes ACT tests and said don't bother applying says, we got your application, Trevor. It will be denied. Also, I guess you missed it, but there are no refunds. Um, how, how can it be denied? It's also, I, I, how I, do you deny? I know it's not denied. I got proof. I got an email from you. This is going to be, is the big X about to take on ACT? Big standardized testing. I want the lawyer that did the contract for the ACC. That's for damn sure. Patrick says you won't sniff 13. Well, that's, that's out of context. That does not sound good. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. here I'm looking at the email. Thanks for your order. A summary is below. You can sign in to manage your items. Blah, blah, blah. And it's a receipt. Yeah, you, you, I, I, have, I have visual proof that I have paid and I have been accepted. It says here to print your admission ticket. I gotta have a ticket to get in. I don't need to. I don't need to have a ticket to get in a sporting event. I, I gotta have a ticket to get in ACT. I do remember that from back in the day. You know, I don't remember that. That hasn't changed. I just assumed I had to show like uh, an ID or something. Texas ESPN is launching a sports book. How is this not a conflict of interest? It seems like a terrible idea. Also, SMU is being talked about to the ACC as well. So the sportsbook thing—it's that I mean, it's a nice comparison between the two, by the way. It's that Penn group that had been. Barstool Sportsbook. And I guess they sold all of Barstool back to Dave Portnoy so they could sign this deal with ESPN. Apparently I saw Barstool, Barstool yeah, trending earlier. It sounds like a good, not knowing how much they, they, they gave back to Barstool, it sounds like a very good deal for Penn. And now it's going to be ESPN Bet is going to be the name of the new sportsbook. And so they'll, they'll take over all the current Barstool Sportsbooks across the country and it'll be their own wagering thing. Not shocking that they would get into the sports gambling game since it's driving seemingly everything in sports outside of TV. I mean, they have an entire show that they run on ESPN News that, that, that does nothing but show it's like everything now. lines and, and odds and spreads, and they break it down. And I mean, I don't think it's a – what do you say? It could be a conflict of interest. I don't, I don't think that's – I mean, I, I don't know. I don't think it would be a conflict. Do you? I mean – No, yeah. I mean, gambling now in sports are going to become even more – Interwoven. Like I mean, how's it any more than they already like pump like gambling, Duke and North Carolina? Gambling down our media throat, coverage I mean. is already the fastest growing. If you want to write about sports now, you've the easiest way to get into it, and maybe the only way to really get into it 
is to come at it from a gambling angle. Like those, like five dimes, DraftKings, like all FanDuel, like they are paying all of these people to write because people are so desperate for information from a gambling perspective on every game. And so the more write-ups you have, it's the old you – know, back in the day when I first started, you wanted game previews, predictions for like every game. If it was a top 25 game in a college sport, you wanted to have that out there just so somebody would go and find it. And you could have you know, Google the, – the, your SEO stuff covered on, on Google. Now it's – you want to have a gambling. Like what's the best bet? What's the best prop bet? Do you play the over-under? Do you play – like you want that for every single game that's out there because that's what people are searching for. And so that's why you're seeing a lot of AI-generated stories uh, as far as gambling is concerned. So, yeah, it's not shocking that ESPN would be heavily involved in this. I mean, you didn't even dip your toe into the surface of DFS, which is gambling. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how that would affect the ESPN stuff. I mean, they still, it's, I mean, it's part of DraftKings and, and, and those, those websites. I mean, it's what they offer. Texture said, uh, Scoot, what did Scoot say? Excuses. How much did you pay to bomb the test, Trev? Like, 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 crop, like crop dusting it, or <laughs> like you bomb. Like, I'm not gonna bomb that. What do you mean? I'm, I'm not gonna bomb the test. I'm, I'm taking the test seriously. I mean, I'm not gonna like overstudy because I, I mean, my brain is kind of like a shot glass. Like you can put stuff in it, but once it like gets full, it just like stuff starts getting exited. I mean, if I start like studying too much, next thing I know, I'll forget like what a doorbell is or something. I don't want to do that. Texas Trevor, if you do get denied, you have to take an online practice test or something at least. We need a score. Score to what? On ACT. On the ACT. Oh, I thought they were saying like, yeah, I needed. To, okay, um, they're not going to deny me. How could they deny me? Who could deny you? Who could deny me? They have no reason to deny me. If they deny me, I'm pulling out the phone and I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm calling somebody Karen and I'm screaming prejudice. Texas, I don't man, know how, but I'm doing it. Texas, man, I'm glad that TK finished that last line of thought. Quote, it makes sense that Disney has their fingerprints all over those teenagers. <laughs> Uncomfortable pause. Popularity. <laughs> well, no comment. <laughs> Apparently, Logan is the face of the local company Prime Hydration. Like, local is in Louisville? Like, what is Prime? I don't know what that is. Is it a drink, I assume? I'm assuming it's one of, one of a billion uh, that come up every year of like some kind of water that's popular or something. There are a lot of them for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's. All right, let's take a break. Do you want to play the new some? energy drink of the. Of the... Do you want to play some a, uh, AITA after the break? Yeah, sure. All right, yeah. we'll do that. We'll get, we'll get an MI, the AL story. Yeah, how many you got today? Uh, I mean, I can find as many as you need. Oh, wow. Ooh, look at you, Mr. I can get. I, I you just use, tell me what you need. I got it for you. Okay. I can use the internet. I finally got the tweet to load that somebody sent in an hour and a half ago. It's Odyssey Sims and Dana Evans having words after an exchange in last night's Sky Wings game. Odyssey said, don't ever come for me, period. I don't have time to give my little babies my energy. And Sky, Dana Evans said via Instagram, babe, you fouled out in nine minutes. Your only stat were 6,001 turnovers. <laughs> <laughs> I love Dana Evans. I do, too. Worth the wait there on that tweet. That was. Or that X, that Zeet. We'll take a break. When we come back, a little AITA, some more text line. We'll uh, we'll talk Reds very briefly. I'll give my one-minute Reds update of the day, and then we'll call it a day. Happy Tuesday to you here on 1450 and 96.1. Big X. I guess that's so we don't have a plot 
From some same city? No. Are they all brothers? Well, some are, but no, that's not the theme. <laughs> what was the theme? It's a uh, Tuesday duo. They're all uh, two, uh, two for oh. Tuesday. They're all two main groups. All right, duos. Duos, yeah. Well, not I guess, yeah. Duo like, day. Duo day. I was trying to do a thing with the T though, with being Tuesday, like you know, two for Tuesday. Two's duo. People do the two <laughs> for Tuesday, and they're like, that means you get two songs. No, I went with two two members of the band. Brilliant. We had uh, Hollow Notes. We had Sonny and Cher, the Black Keys, Everly Brothers, Tears for Fears, and the Pet Shop Boys. All two main groups. There you go. All right. Nice. Yeah, you're welcome. See, I, I don't get any credit for all the thinking I do for the creativeness. That's brilliant. Thank you. Speaking of creativeness, like, you know, are we going to do a... Let's, uh, do let's, t- let's take two on the Am I the A-Hole theme song. Let's do it. Are it's you ready game. for a new one? It's ready. Let's go. Right, here we go. Let me pause it up. I like this one. Hold on. <laughs> Am I an a-hole? Am I an a-hole? Am I an a-hole? <laughs> I liked it. Better? Why do you always say the words in the parts they don't act- where they don't actually say the words in the song? Like you should have said it over the horn. No, that's what they say. They say it between the horns. Well, they say they think both times. They say, look down the street. Now. No, it's who, who can, can it be now? Well, but I'm just doing the. A- I'm just an a hole. Okay. <laughs> well, am I an a hole? That's the question. We'll find out. I, should, I guess I could do more lyrics. Who is that knocking at my door? Is he an a hole or is it me for sure? Is it my <laughs> wife and is she a whore? <laughs> I'm sorry, I kicked your mother out because I want to bone you. <laughs> I, I we got, don't rhyme anymore, but it's still fun. I got three stories for you today. Okay. I have not read these yet. First, I like it when you go in fresh like the helicopter scene. Yeah, just pulling up three. Again, you can find these are all, to, to our knowledge, legitimate stories from the <laughs> MIV A-Hole group on Reddit. Uh, these have been flagged as being especially spicy. We'll see if these are, Ooh. are good today. Spicy for the pepper. We'll find out. Not spicy like that. Just oh. interesting. Um, my sister-in-law, Amy, I'm a female 28, she's a female 26, always comes to visit from out of town. She stays with us instead of a hotel and always wants to go to expensive restaurants. She always conveniently forgets her wallet or comes up with some excuse as to why she can't pay her share. She has implied that since I make much more money than her, I should be the one to pay. No, my husband should pay, but me specifically... I do make a fair amount of money, but not so much that I can treat everyone every time they come into town. Nonetheless, in the past, I've just paid the bill and asked her to pay me back. She never has. 
She'd made a reservation at an extremely expensive restaurant last night, and before we left, I made it clear that I would not be paying the bill. This is where I might be the a-hole. And I'll admit I got this move straight from the an episode of Two and a Half Men. As we were leaving, this could be your soulmate, Trev. As we were no, leaving, the fact she watches that show <laughs> makes her the a-hole. <laughs> As we were leaving, her and my husband went to the car. I pretended I forgot something and went back inside. I found her wallet sitting right on top of her suitcase. I put it in my purse and we went to the restaurant. When we were done eating, I asked for separate bills. She said, "No, we need one bill because she forgot her wallet again." I reached to my purse and said, "This wallet." She was extremely furious. She said that I should not have touched or grabbed her wallet. Yeah. So am I the a-hole for taking her wallet and bringing it to the restaurant? Oh, I don't know about a-hole, but you're definitely a thief. <laughs> I mean, that's... Well, you know, she didn't steal it. She went into... Yeah, well, she took it. Isn't that the definition of taking something that isn't yours, a thief? But she's giving it back. She's just bringing it to the restaurant. That doesn't nullify the... She's not the, stealing it for her That own doesn't purpose. nullify the fact that you weren't a thief to begin with, though. I don't think she's the A-hole. If I steal something and like take it back, I still stole it. I was still a thief. I just returned it. No, I guess. Um I I mean this is another one of those weird ones. Like is he, did you say sister or sister in law, by the way? Sister in law. Okay, because that does make a difference to me. Like if it's your sister, probably just suck it up and pay. And I know that you, you that you're that in this case though I feel like sister's even less awkward though. Well, I mean, you would still get mad eventually if you like if your brother like never wanted to pay, even if you made more money than he is. I mean, I know, but I feel like it's less awkward to have those conversations than it is with an in-law. Yeah, we should you just should have had the husband say something to her instead. Yeah, I think once again the 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 mute partner in this, just not being a part of the story at all, seems odd to me. But more <laughs> <Omar> smart. <laughs> yeah. hey, do you do you think you're married? Do you think it's really wise to get in the fight between your wife and, uh, and my and, sister? Or, I mean, like, I would talk to my sister if this was bothering Mary or something. Yeah. I would be like, "Hey, like, let's." She's got an issue with this. But or, between Mary and her sister, you're backing up. Well, yeah, yeah, you're smart wives. Yeah, there's a reason why you're still married. I think what makes the sister-in-law the a-hole is that she specifically, like, she's had a conversation. It's not like she doesn't know that, like, this is an issue. And she still makes a she makes she makes the reservation at the very expensive. That's restaurant. that's to me the a whole movie is the fact that she constantly does the nicest places. Like if this has happened at like Steak and Shake or Applebee's or something, right? It's it's a horse of a different color. If it's twenty dollars here and there, whatever. Yeah, like i yeah. If she's constantly getting her way out of a hundred dollar bills, and she's coming in town all the time, I think that's annoying. Yeah, if you're going, if you're talking about me having to buy you Stony River like four days a week, that's a little different than going out outback. Not to that. Don't like Outback. I'm you just put Stony River on such a pedestal. It's because it's, it's like a hundred bucks for a steak there. <laughs> it's not. It's not quite that much. It's, the last time I went there it was like a hundred bucks. It was expensive. <laughs> it's Stony River's good. I, it, I like Stony River. But 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 for my comparison, it stands true between the two, though, right? I go to Outback. I'm getting the same meal for eighty dollars less than I would at Stony River. Probably you can eat cheaper at Stony River than possibly. You're credit for it. But um, I, I think that. I don't know. Didn't Ruth Chris more of the more on the like the the, the lazy reference to make? Bruce Chris is up there. Yeah, it's pricey. Yeah. I mean, that was the one I was over on Gulliver. It's up there at the top of the cadence. I don't know. I call it Gulliver. Gulliver. Because when I was a kid, I was like the biggest building I knew of, and I always thought of Gulliver's Travel. So I've called, I've, ever since I was a baby, I called that building Gulliver. My dad worked up there. I said, I've never been in that building. I rode that elevator with the outside. We used to go to the, the Terrace Restaurant was the one at the top. Yeah, I remember. I, I, I've, I've always been astonished by that building because, like I said, as a kid, it was cool. You know, and I didn't go downtown a lot as a youth, so that no, was like stay focused. Yeah, biggest building. Stay okay. focused. Stay focused. Sister-in-law, boat, a hole. I think that's where I am. Yeah, 
I still don't. I'm not big on the confrontation thing or stealing her wallet. That's probably not need. Should just gone to the husband and been like, I think yeah. You need you need to you need to put your sister in check here. Listen, I don't mind paying. You know, I'm paying. You're paying. Whatever we're paying, but if we're gonna do that, we're not going to you know five star restaurants every time. We did that back in the day before Uber was here and back in our, our drinking days when Mary and I were, were dating. We would always go out, and there was always a couple that we would find ourselves with, and they never had money for cabs. Like, never. Every time we would get a cab, be like, oh, we're sharing a cab together. And they never had cash. And it did kind of get annoying after a while, but it's, you know, if it's something like that, I've got no problem being like that. Yeah, like, I guess it's, it's not worth it. It's annoying if you know that they're doing it on purpose. Exactly. Like if you, if it's very clear that she's doing this on purpose. Yeah, like if you know, like if it's happened a few times and you're just genuine, then it, that's different. But yeah, if it's now the the poster has two updates here on this. Okay. First, up, she says, "Wow, thanks for all the awards. So many comments I can't keep up with, but thank you to everyone who had something to say." Edit two. Amy just called me, my sister-in-law. She saw this post and she yelled at me for bad mouthing her on the internet. Well, of course she did. Honestly, I don't care. Amy, hopefully, reading all these comments is a wake-up call for you. So it sounds like most of the commenters were were on the the poster side. Yeah, uh, if I had to pick only one or two, I would I would take the uh, sister in law. But quit stealing your 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 relative stuff, dude. This one's is long, but uh, I've already pulled it up, so we're gonna read it. <laughs> it. Says, please do not judge. Only after you have read everything. Oh, a great I start. love the way this is starting already. I promise you that there is much more to it than what the title says. Okay. Throw away because my friend knows my main Reddit account. This is my throwaway account. Also, English is not my first language, so apologies for any grammar or spelling mistakes. Yeah, we're used to that. I will refer to the country we initially planned to go to as country X and the country my friend might be going to as country Y. I might also consider editing this post later on to hide the other personal information, blah, blah, blah. This is Dragnet. Just give me names, Ever since I was a child, I always dreamed of studying abroad. We all know the benefits of studying abroad, and I am sure if I don't profit from this now, I will forever regret it later on. Luckily for me, my parents are financially stable and can afford to send me abroad in order to gain such an experience. However, there is one catch. That is, I must go with a friend of mine as they won't send me there alone. It's not taken. <laughs> yeah. I thought this wasn't a problem since I have been planning to go with my friend to Country X. This month, things changed. My friend and I applied to two universities in different countries. One of them doesn't have a capita on the no- cap on the number of students it can accept, but the other one does. My friend got accepted to both of them, but I only got accepted to one. Both of them are good universities, and objectively, one is better than the uh, one is not better than the other, but their education system does differ. When my friend got accepted to the university in Country Y, she told me that there is a possibility she will go there instead, as she has relatives there, and that will allow her to stay in the house without her having to pay rent. I was heartbroken by the news. How could she do this to me? She knows how much I want to study abroad, yeah. as well as the, aware of the fact of my parents' rule. My friend once told me her password on a game that we play to her computer, and I tried to see if she has the same password for her email, and it turns out she does. Oh, so I logged in, good. and I rejected her admission offer and logged out. My friend still doesn't know this, but she will soon. I told my parents about it to assure them that my friend will now be going with me, but they got so upset at me and are now threatening uh, that to call my friend's parents and tell them what I did. I begged them not to, but they are not listening. They want to do it in case she still has the email to the university. In the end, I told them to let me tell her instead, and they agreed to it, although I don't think I will. Now that you guys know that I, why I did this, do you still think I'm being the a-hole here? What's my fault for being forced to go with a friend? Not only that, you're being a selfish, gigantic a-hole. It's terrible. You, you're the a-hole. I, I, I'm not even a religious person, but I don't know if there's a heaven. I don't know if there's a God, but this woman's going to hell. It's terrible. That's just bad. 
She's got two yeah. updates here. You you were in the wrong before you even went on her email and rejected it. She, I'm sorry your friend has a good chance. That's just being selfish. It's being selfish. I, now, the, I do feel for her a little bit because of the rule that she has to go with somebody. Well, that's, and it, it's but unfortunate. You, it still can't. I mean, and the, the other person, it's not like they're just doing it to go because, like, I like the school more. Yeah. They have a lot. They have family there that can stay for free. It's going to save them some money. It's, it's an a opp- logical reason to go. Yeah, you're, it's, a, it's, a, yeah it's very reasonable and logical. It's, it's a... a it's an opportunity you shouldn't expect them to. Yeah, that's just, yeah, dude. Now, I, I'm glad you don't get to go to your trip now. She's got two updates. She said, we are only 20 minutes in. I've already received DMs that range from insults to threats. Well, I can <laughs> accept the insults no matter how harsh they are. I cannot accept the threats. I was not born yesterday. I'm well aware of the fact that even if I use a throwaway, uh, my friend will consider most likely that it's, she'll know it's me from the post, and I will consider editing or deleting. Oh, man. Uh, please just do what you are supposed to do. Don't judge me. But try to do it without insulting me or threatening me. Also, I will no longer be responding to DMs. Edit two. All right. I think 82 comments telling me that you are the a-hole is more than enough. Thank you for participating. I will log out now. Don't judge me. You put out a post basically saying judge me, and then you get mad when you got judged. That may be the most straightforward one we've had yet. I mean, that's there is no arguing. The, the bigger question is if, when you, if you're the friend you find out, do you just cut ties with this person? Absolutely. Can't be my friend after that. Uh, they're probably younger, so I would, uh, younger Trevor Snip definitely. Snip them would. out. Cut, cut, cut. Done. You no, no forgiving. No. I mean, at that age, I probably would. I, nowadays, I'd probably forgive somebody. Eighteen's too old to be doing stuff like that. Well, it's study abroad. I'm assuming they're already in college. They're probably like nineteen or twenty. They're probably just finishing high school, so they're still immature. Clearly. Well, there's a difference between immaturity and doing stuff like that. You can't be my friend after that. No. Yeah, I probably wouldn't. Yeah. Uh, last one. I'm a high schooler with a weekend job at a coffee shop. Sounds like you. I've worked in more as many coffee shops as I probably have video stores. My coworkers who work weekends are James, the hey. owner, the owner's son. Okay. He goes to my school. He's a shift manager, but it's not a real formal thing. He's a friendly guy. Sounds like nepotism, but okay. And Danielle, a college student who sometimes works weekends too. She sounds hot. So sometimes customers will come in and just be angry about such little stuff, like literally blow up about nothing. Yeah. I don't know if they're in a bad mood already or looking for someone to take it out on or what, but it's a lot. Like, how sad do you have to be? You're a grown-ass man taking out your anger on a high school and college kids. Welcome to the world of retail, sweetheart. hasn't changed in 30 years. So James and I were joking about having a little fun with them and hopefully getting them off our backs. So one day I was at work, and some guy was having a temper tantrum about how we don't make the, the coffee hot enough, which I couldn't do a thing about because I gave it to him right out of the machine. So James came in and was like, sir, is there a problem here? And the guy started ranting at him too. So he was just like, this is uh, he's like, me, oh, oh, my name. This is unacceptable. You're fired. I started acting really sad, like, please don't fire me. My family needs the money. I need this job, please. Uh, and he played up being the hard ass, telling me to take off my apron and leave. The angry guy started to backtrack. He was like, it isn't this big of a problem. You don't need to fire her over it. I didn't mean it. And James was like, no, we pride ourselves on the best customer service. She's got to go. Of course, after all that drama, I still had a job. We were just acting, and we've done it a couple of times now. Whenever a customer will lose their temper at Danielle or I, James will storm in and fire us. Quotes are on fire. And almost every time, the person who had come in angry will apologize and say they didn't mean it. It's kind of satisfying, making people realize their actions might actually have consequences. Anyway, I was telling my friends from school about this, and a few of them thought it was a mean prank to let someone go away thinking they'd just gotten someone who no. definitely needs the money fired. Am I the a-hole for this joke? No. In no, fact, I think Danielle's even hotter now. <laughs> that's, that's like, brilliant. I kind of want to meet. I mean, that's, that's uh, yeah. 
I, that's that's a, that, that that's a group of coworkers from my own heart. These I kids mean, are going somewhere. Yeah, I've done stupid stuff like that. I mean, yeah, that's that's awesome. And I don't think this is one of those rare ones. I don't. I wouldn't really say anybody's an a hole. I mean, you could say the customer, but listen, people are gonna. That's um, that's kind of the habit is with retail. Sometimes you get somebody on a bad day and they don't not know didn't they shouldn't take it out on you. They're being taught a lesson. They're being taught a lesson. Yeah, actions can have consequences. Even in, 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 teaching that even the older older people can learn lessons too. I think that's brilliant. I love that story. Yeah, that was. We went from like like levels of a holdness all the way down. We did. That was a the good, middle one was like story. giant, like gapping. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's. Okay. The last one was like, that's just good old fashioned teenage prankery. I like it. Takes us perfectly on brand for Trevor to get the T and A I T A wrong. What during your song? I believe you were singing M I N a hole. M I N, yeah, because you're supposed to. And you know, you do M I the a hole. Oh, but it's okay. But that's proper English, right? Well, they're, I mean, yeah, they're, you're supposed to put an in front of a, a verb with a vowel, right? I, I think, I think either one of those is grammatically correct. No, I don't think a. You can't put I am a a hole. That's you're supposed to. Uh, no, it's the a hole. I know that, no, but I'm saying if I was, the way I worded it is gra- uh, grammatically correct, right? Well, they're both, but like the actual one they have is, oh, is correct okay. as well. I just want credit for knowing to put the A-N in front of a, a vowel word. Texas, yeah, that abroad chick is a gaping a-hole. <laughs> Use it too. <laughs> it agrees with me. It is, I don't know, that might be the biggest a-hole we've, we've had on the show. Texas says, not the a-hole, that's hilarious, the kids in the coffee shop. Yeah, the kids, got, they're not, yeah, they're great, they're hilarious. Texas says, wow, the computer hacker is a terrible person. Texas, hacking is illegal. That is beyond a-hole behavior. That friend would be dead to me, and I'd probably rat her out to all of our friends. I wouldn't go that far. I'd she, be pissed. I'd be pissed. I think she just – I don't think – it doesn't make her a bad – I mean, she made a bad decision. Uh, clearly, her parents are doing the right thing because they wanted to turn her in. But I think, I think it's just the act of a young teenager who just – didn't want to, yeah. You know, just didn't made a bad decision. Look, not looking out for anybody, but not thinking of the consequences. And unfortunately, happens more often than not. Texas, give the coffee shop chick an Oscar. Yeah, that person's cool. Very cool. It's a great deal. I, yeah, it's an awesome thing. I'm surprised. I wish I had thought of that back in the day. Texas, Trevor, have you actually tried to log into the link they sent you with the ACT confirmation email? That will probably help you confirm if you got rejected or not. What do you mean, link? A link. They said you didn't. Your email just say like you're you're good. Yeah, I just I'm looking. I got uh, opt into ACT emails and your ACT order confirmation. I mean, that's something you can click on. Um, to confirm you want these emails to agree with ACT policy, click here. I mean, that's not what we're talking about. And the other one just says, uh, "Thanks for your summary. You can sign in to manage your items." Uh, and then it tells you print your admissible ticket here. That's that's a confirmation, right? I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty. It's got a check mark next to ordered. It says it's gone through. I my I went to my Chase Bank mobile. It says it's gone through. Yeah, I'm there. I'm down. He's in. I'm taking the test, baby. You're gonna show up, and you're not gonna be on the list. I want a list. <laughs> what is this? I'm trying to get in the Roxbury over here. I don't want a list. Handcuffs. I got a printable ticket. Damn it. Texture says, movies to watch for the first time again, American Psycho, that Beatles doc from a few years ago about the rooftop performance, and the UFL Sugar Bowl game, but in real time. Oh, if games count, then, yeah. 
That's different. I, I never did watch the Beatles Disney documentary. Is that bad? I me? haven't seen it either. Okay. That's Patrick really texted. Patrick Shawshank Redemption's a good one. Yeah, he, that that is an excellent. The thing, the only problem with that is, I don't know if I want to see the Brooks scene for the first time again. No, that's the, it's, it's, I can't. It's watch, a roller coaster. For yeah, sure. it's it's. But yeah, that's. I mean, another favorite movie of mine. If you're going on that that platform, is Stand by Me, which is in my top ten all time. I love. I would. I have no problem seeing that. For I still remember the first time I saw it as a kid at my buddy's. Uh, but his house, his dad rented it. You want to see a dead body? The next morning, we went through his uh, dad's closet to find the porno he rented as well. Texas Interstellar will be mine. That's the movie like with Martin Short? What? That's no, Interspace. <laughs> I have no idea what you're saying. Interspace is a good movie, man. Interstellar is with uh, Matthew McConaughey and Matt Damon. Yeah, I didn't, yeah that, that one didn't. I, I, I like Interstellar yeah. a lot. It's all right. Not, it's not my cup of tea. Texture says, the prayer Jordan Hare is my favorite name for a play. That was a great Great name and a great the play. What? The prayer Jordan Hare, that Auburn tip tet pass. Come the year on. that Auburn had all that those crazy fluky wins. I don't remember that. I think it's Auburn. I think it's like the kick six. Kick six, yeah. Prayer Jordan Hare was was good. I don't remember that one. That's a good name. I like the name though. Texture says uh, Pete Rose All Star Game. Yeah, but does that have a? I mean, that's a moment. But I mean, there's also the moment of what is it? Reggie Jackson that hits the ball outside out of Detroit Tiger Stadium, like on the roof. Was that Reggie that did that? Cecil Fielder did that. Did Cecil do it too, maybe? Yeah, I, I remember Cecil Fielder doing it. I mean, Babe Ruth hitting it out of uh, the Pittsburgh Park for the first time. At least that's what John Goodman did. Trevor, this is an actual ACT question. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. What is the sum of the first four teams of the arithmetic sequence in which the sixth term is eight and the tenth term is 13? I need more than five minutes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't even. I have no idea what I would. That's just again. This is the problem with me. I have to read this like three or four times to get it comprehended. You could. Yeah, I think you can read it a million times, and you're still not gonna know what. Where, to do. Where's the text set? <laughs> Texas. I think that football just has the greatest opportunity for out of ordinary moments. There's nothing that really happens in basketball or baseball that's out of the ordinary. You either hit the home run or you don't. You get on base or you don't. You either hit the shot or you don't. Memorable moments in football are a result of a dozen things happening in exactly the right order, so they get a name. I do think the the, the multi-part and multi-players, more players being involved in stuff, affects it. I think sure. I think a lot of it's to do with the fact that Steve Sable and NFL Films were just a marketing genius. Like I said, a lot of that started with NFL Films in the 70s and the, the movies they would put out. You know, I mean... NFL Films is the reason why the the the, the uh, Dallas Ma- Dallas Ma- Dallas Cowboys are known as America's team because of the 1976 team team uh, yearbook they did of them. I mean, that's I think they don't get enough credit for it. Okay, um, I can't get any of the other text to load. So apologies, we got we have to call a show anyway. We have a lot of them. Uh, we still got five or six left. Oh, wow. I can't get them to load. I'm here for some time, so I can go on there and check them out, maybe. Yeah, you can respond to it. If you, I can't get anything to load. Uh, we've got Reds Marlins tonight. Uh, I can't get that to load either. 640 is the first pitch. Reds looking to make it two in a row, even though they've got Luke, the walking double-digit ERA Weaver, on the hill tonight. Against- I hate Luke Weaver. You, love, you should love Luke Weaver. I like Luke Weaver personally. I think he sucks at baseball. Luke and Weaver. The, the whole, like, we win every time he pitches thing was cute for a while. And now in games despite giving up the run. And they're throwing Garrett, who's, who's really talented. I think he's going to be an absolute beast. Um, there. They, they, Miami's got actually a lot of good young pitchers on their roster. We're starting. The, the, the lineup we're starting tonight is just fire David Bell for it. I don't know what he's doing. Uh, <laughs> Kevin Newman's batting fifth and DHing. Stuart Fairchild's playing. Will Benson's not. Like he takes all of our. Well, you got guys with. Senzel's hitting second. Some, well, that's not that bad. 
If you, it's got decent speed. I mean, he can't hit the ball. So that's the problem of being the Marlins this. are winning tonight. That's my pick. Who you got? Um, yeah, I'm gonna go Marlins. I went Marlins yesterday, but I'm gonna go Marlins again today. Marlins are gonna win this one. All right, we got Bats baseball coming your way in about an hour and a half. Seven yeah, baby. The will start. Bats are in St. Paul. Six kick, in a row. Kick off a six-game set against the Saints. Thanks so much for listening today, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow at three o'clock. Go Cards. Go Reds. Go Bats. Go McPoyles. Go put the music up, Trevor. I'm out of time.